them to cannon fodder. A behind-the-scenes look at the Glass Cannon Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Cannon Fodder number 92. My name is Joe O'Brien. And I am Troy Easy like Sunday afternoon, La Valley. It is a beautiful Sunday afternoon mm. here in New York City, and we are so happy to be with you with all of our GCP Nation uh, uh, friends on Twitch. The nation is here. As we shoot this live. In our in our studio, and uh-huh. yes, a beautiful, gorgeous Sunday afternoon. Just the kind of day you want to be in a uh, in a studio. I would much rather be here in this air conditioning than out in that eighty five degree heat. I guess it, it did get a lot hotter. We've been here all day yes. because uh, spoiler alert: we've been recording. We've Steph. been recording uh, every single day this week. <laughs> Always <laughs> be recording. A B R. A B R. That's the new motto of the Glass Cannon Network. Uh, we have a ton. To cover today, and not a whole lot of time to do it. Uh, Twenty minutes tops. We need to talk about our shows, obviously. Uh, here and there, we have. Um, we want to talk about some big announcements, of course. <sighs> talk about and, announcements. Uh, <laughs> talk Woo! about. We shouldn't be giving this away. Talk about announcements, and also, uh, of course, you know the the bulk of the show. We want to hear back from GCP Nation. Yes. We want to talk right to you guys uh, in in the Twitch chat. If you are not live with us on Twitch, if you're listening to this uh, on audio, what is wrong wanna, with you? I know you've made huge mistakes. If you want to see this live, uh, make sure life. that you are following us uh, at Glass Cannon Pod on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook.com slash The Glass Cannon. Is that what it is? Not, no, not Glass at Cannon all. Podcast. That can't be right. I think it's just well, Facebook.com slash Glass Cannon Podcast. Okay, so just find us on Facebook because we announce there generally like three to five days before we go live mm-hmm. with Cannon Fodder. It's Sometimes just, hours before. Right, because it is just, uh, we have to kind of fit it in at the end of the month and we don't know where it's going to go. So pay attention to our social media and you'll be able to find the, the going live times for this. But for those of you that are here, we're happy to be with you. Yes, this is what I call our phoning it in show. <laughs> no, it's so not. I'm, so that's what I call it. You, that's what you do. That's what I do. I've got a I lot of phone it on. in. I, t- I take at least one page of notes. See, that's good. And I then copied I start this. those notes. <laughs> I, we, I feel like two shows notes. Like as it's uh, as the credits are coming up, we should just be like, yeah, yeah, but just fake talking. Yes, uh, that that's fun. a much better uh, video joke. Yes, yeah, audio joke. That's see? why. That's why you got to watch this live. That's why you got to tune in. Uh, let me a quick note here on spoilers. Okay, uh, yes. we are going to be talking about our shows here and there. We don't know what, what questions we're going to get asked. We are uh, talking about here through episode 169 of the Glass Cannon Podcast. What happened in that episode? Oh, well, we right. can't we'll, say it. We'll, we'll get sorry. to that. We'll get to that. I don't uh, know what's Episode happening. 20 of Androids and Aliens. Episode 18 20? of Raiders, uh, or um, yeah, Raiders of the Lost Continent. Wait, that shit, has that come out last week? Because don't forget, Monday, Tuesday's episodes haven't come out yet. Yes, I know. What I'm saying is that's what we're spoiling through today. I don't know if that's correct. Wait. No, it is correct. It, of course it's correct. I'm still nervous we're going to make a mistake. I said I took notes. We're doing three different shows right now. <laughs> it's very hard to keep track. You know, it is, it is funny you mentioned that because we are on such a pace right now, and I'm going to get to why in a second, where we're so far away from some of these things that we've recorded that I'm like, what? What are we, are we going to give an accidental spoiler away? Like we have to be very, of this. we have to be very careful. So uh, we're going to keep it to a minimum and mostly just have you guys ask the questions. That's right. why we love our listener mail. But we have two big headlines, if you ask me. Two headline pieces of news. This just in for the Glass Cannon Network. Uh, the first one is, Troy, congratulations on the birth of your son. Oh, I had 
a child. He had a child since the last fought. I got a baby boy. I got a baby boy. It's Archer LaValle. His name is Archer Hastings LaValle, born uh, July 31st, 6.24 a.m. Mere hours after our last cannon fodder was recorded. <laughs> hours after I rushed His wife fodder. was already in the hospital. She was already nine centimeters dilated. <laughs> I came in, threw off my headphones, and delivered the baby right there. He ran out of the studio with the headphones still on. I was like, guys, I'm sorry, no time. Wire flying behind in the back. <laughs> Uh, uh, but no, that is congratulations. Good thanks, buddy. buddy. Thank it is, you. It is. Uh, uh, <laughs> he doesn't like shaking. No, hands. I don't like touching him. <laughs> uh, it's very exciting, man. You had a kid, uh, your second kid, about a month before. Yeah, uh, two cannon fodders ago. Two cannon fodders. We, we marked the birth of our children around our cannon fodder right. release schedule. So, uh, yeah, we have both had newborns in the last two months. Or yeah, mine's two months old today. Couple of so, boys, couple of future nerds. Yep, couple of future boys uh, to sit with us around the gaming table. As so. like I said to you when you came to visit me at the hospital, you can teach my son how to uh, field. Uh, like a really hard line drive mm-hmm. and I can teach your son how to make love to a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. Oh, man. He's well, got to learn somehow. <laughs> ain't going to learn from his old man. Yeah, well, you stink at baseball. <laughs> All right. right so, line drives are tough. The other big piece of headline news mm. is the Doomsday Dawn Twitch from Friday Ooh. night. Come on. Talk about... I mean, I don't even have really the words to express what that was like. There are no words. That experience was just incredible. Mm -hmm. And I'll say a quick footnote here. I expect plenty of people on this Twitch have not seen it yet. No. uh, Because it was a long, late night. And so I'm I'm no spoilers on this. I don't know what people are going to say in chat. Guys, try to take it easy. Uh, but I, I'm just, I want to talk about the game itself okay. rather than the story, et mm-hmm. cetera, et cetera, because we want people to be able to watch it that weren't there mm-hmm. Friday night. If you weren't there Friday night, Troy, by the way, how can you watch it? We got two options. One, if you're one of our Twitch subscribers, and thank you if you are, uh, you can watch it right now, video on demand. Please don't leave Cannon Fodder. Wait till Cannon Fodder is over for crying out loud. Then go watch the stream on demand. Otherwise, you can watch it on YouTube starting when? Tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to post the whole thing to YouTube. Because You're out of your mind. You know what? For people who have jobs, Monday is usually the worst day of the week. I want to yes. brighten everybody's Monday. I know. I was it's thinking, just a little bit how great would it be dawn. at lunch at work to just be, boom, throw up the old Doomsday Dawn right. Twitch from Friday night and then just not work for five straight hours? It's four hours and 40 minutes long. <laughs> if you start it like at 1220... Boom, right through the end of the workday. If you're one of those people that does not like how short our episodes are, there you go. Right. There, YouTube, tomorrow, Monday. And if you're listening to the audio release of this on August 30th, I believe it is, then uh, you are fodder. It's already out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So go to YouTube. Find it there. It is, it is ready for your viewing pleasure. It's an entire arc of a little story. It's great. It's great. Fantastic. And it's just the beginning. We're going to be doing these at least every other Friday until it's done. Now, some of them might run multiple sessions. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But in the meantime, every other Friday, we're going to go live on Twitch with the Doomsday Dawn, part one through seven. And then that following Monday, you can catch it on YouTube. Uh, unless you're a Twitch subscriber, you can watch it video on demand. So, um, you know, I don't want to just talk about it like it's news. I want to get a little feedback from you because we we shut that off at one in the morning we did we did hang out for about two hours just cleaning up and trying to come down off an adrenaline high we were high we were high but like i didn't really get a chance to properly debrief so i I wonder what you you know what were your feelings about uh about the how the broadcast went let's start with the broadcast not the game there's a lot of nuts and bolts here yeah you and i've been talking how was the game how was the the broadcast i thought the broadcast was great i did too i have spent an inordinate amount of time over the past couple weeks creating a television studio here. And it, I, I said to you that I have been, never been more excited about something that we're doing, uh, which isn't to say that the other shows don't excite me, but I felt a real genuine joy that I haven't felt in a long time uh, creatively as an artist getting this studio together. Now, you know? have, you wor- it, have you worked on television sets or just like sure. on shoots? Yeah, I, 
both, both. Both. Yeah, I've worked on professional television sets as like little bit parts. Yeah. Uh, you know, on like 30 Rock, I did. Uh, you know, you get to see, you don't really get to see a whole lot when you're doing that. Working on like a student film or an independent film, then you really get to see uh, a little bit more, I keep saying, how the sausage is made. Um, but it must be really neat to be doing it for yourself. Oh, Making it, building it for changer. yourself. And ultimately, that's really what I want to be doing is doing more video, doing more self-producing. And that's what it felt like to me from going to B&H and spending hours there getting all the stuff to coming here day after day and just spending hours figuring this equipment out, figuring out how to make it work, and then having you come in and take OBS, uh, open broadcasting software, and and let us do all the switching between cameras and everything. The way it came together and came together very quickly. I mean, last minute. Some, last some minute. of those pieces were very last minute, yeah. and, and I thought it went really well as I well. I couldn't be happier. And I hope it keeps going uh, at that quality. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're talking about that stream going out. We were worried about it dropping. We were worried about losing uh, the attention base of, of the people that were there, but right. that never seemed to happen. And no. so on that end, it was really like uh, really great. So what about the game itself? What, was there anything that stood out to you in particular, uh, you know, f- uh, from a game design standpoint? Was there anything that you thought, oh, uh, I, I do like this or I don't like that? I mean, I love it. First of all, I just love the Pathfinder playtest. So you see yourself, uh, you know, two years from now, probably just playing second edition. Right? I wouldn't say that. Okay, I wouldn't you're say not that. going to go that far. Just because, you know, I'll tell you what. I will tell you right now, live on camera, if, if Paizo were to ever go back and convert all of the old adventure paths to second edition, I don't know if they have plans on doing this. I'll text Eric Mona right now. <laughs> I'll be like, Eric, can I say this live? But like, if you mean they, our Twitch subscriber, Eric Mona? Twitch, right? Somebody. Sorry, that was, a, that was a spoiler uh, from the show. <laughs> if they were to do that, take Rise of the Rune Lords, take Curse of the Crimson Throne, and to be honest, I think they probably will at some point. Yeah. Then I might convert fully, um, but still take things that I like from from first first edition. We I have know. too much it. left to do in first edition. That's why I don't see our us bucket completely list is moving on. way too long in first edition yes. to just walk away from it simply. And you'll find out soon enough we might be adding to that bucket list. <laughs> so if so, you yeah. are if you are interested in uh, running uh, Doomsday Dawn, yes. What? Uh, how many hours of prep did, did this take you putting together this this first part of this adventure? Well, it's different because not only am I. Uh, you know, uh, preparing for an audience, but I'm preparing for a video audience. So it actually took a lot more time than I normally spend. I rewrote the whole thing. You know, obviously I'm, I'm plagiarizing. I'm taking their, their yeah. things, but I like to add my own stuff as well and figuring out like they give you information, like how do I want to disseminate this information to you and how do I want to disseminate it for a video crowd as well so they can follow along. So yeah. I would say that's one of the questions in the play, uh, play test survey for the GMs. How long did the session take to run? How long did you take to prep it? It took four hours and 40 minutes to prep it. And I'd say I took about eight hours, excuse me, four hours and 40 minutes to play it. To run it. I yeah. think it took me about eight hours to prep it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And on a scale from one to 10 of, of just difficulty of concepts and stuff in order to prep, uh, where would you say it would fall for someone who's going to pick it up tomorrow and try to prep it? Have they played first edition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Three hour or three, uh, three uh, level three of difficulty. Of 10, it's yeah. a relatively simple adventure. And here's the thing: there were things that I couldn't wrap my head around that were really giving me pause because I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to drag stuff down while we we're live on air. As we started playing, I felt like, oh wait a minute, I I understand this. I'm understanding this through the immersion of playing better than I ever could. Like cross referencing the core rulebook to Doomsday Dawn. Uh, it's very in, it's a very intuitive system. Don't get me wrong, there is plenty of crunch in there. You and I have both talked about yes. this. There's more crunch in there than some Pathfinder stuff. They have not dumbed down anything, uh, but. I feel like as you start playing that three-action economy, the way that the combat's kind of spread out into the room a lot more instead of bunching up like they do in first edition, it just it seems to flow a lot better. 
I agree. I, I totally agree. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, taking everything into account, the game itself, the, the broadcast, what was the most fun part of the night for you? What, what did you walk away with thinking the most? Most fun part of the night? Seeing that we, uh, we, are, uh, we have the chance to apply as Twitch partners now? Yes. That seemed pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, to me, the, the word milestone comes to mind. Yeah. You know, it, it, was, it was a big night for us in that respect. We got an email during it from Twitch saying, uh, you've qualified for partner status, go ahead and apply. Yeah. You know? and, and again, that's because of you guys. So your loyalty to show up and be there at the right time, late at night on a Friday. Uh, and for some late. of our European listeners, early, early in the morning, yep. uh, they, there were people over in the UK that got people together, basically, in the middle of the night to, to watch There were watch thing. parties. Doing watch pa- parties. All over pubs. Oh, man. We love yeah. you guys so much. Uh, so yeah, that was just... That was just thrilling. It was great. I mean, I, can't, I literally can't wait until the next one. And we already have some surprises that we're not going to talk about. Oh, I was going to ask you if we're going to talk about that. Well, the reason I don't want to talk about you it. You just need to have a couple more Stellas. A couple more. And then lips. you'll be talking about it. All I will say is <laughs> Nick Lowe is going to be on. Woo! Replacing Matthew Capitacasa. That's who right. Who has sadly died. <laughs> Again, yet Again. another death. He is very, very for the capital cast. He was sick and now he's dead. Nick Lowe is going to be making his uh, not his not his debut, uh, but well, certainly his video debut and certainly his Pathfinder Second Edition debut. Yep, and his character. I mean, he's going to be here for the whole shebang. And part two, part two is a bear. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get it done in any less than ten hours. And I can speak for Nick when I say he is. Very excited. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be bringing it. It's going to be. I didn't even think we we're going to announce this. this it's going to be a fun. I think it was great that you it's announced not it. Not on the syllabus. That this is what you get when you tune in to, to the, the Twitch. To the throw. This is what show. you get. <laughs> stop calling it that. <laughs> this is a lot of work. I'm going to stop working on this. Uh, all right. I, I want to move on here. But before okay. I do, I want to do a quick shout out to my friend Seth at Wooden Legs Brewing Company. Ah, Seth. Who sent us uh, some really nice glasses, yep. uh, which I am enjoying right now, some really nice beer. Uh, and we just wanted to say thank you so much. It was so generous. He just sent it along and said, thank you, guys. Love the show. Uh, and he's a head brewer there at, uh, at Wooden yeah. Legs Brewery. He also sent a T-shirt, which I took. <laughs> you took it? I did. God damn it. Well, it was a large. I didn't want you guys to stretch it out. Uh, and it's too big on Matthew. I don't want to get this wrong. I'm not wrong, right? When I say this, he's from, it's in Brookings, South Dakota. Uh, let me see is here. That right? uh, Brookings SD. Uh, yes. I believe that's South Dakota. It is South Dakota. He sent us a, a six pack of pale ale, a couple pints, some uh, coasters, and a really cool t shirt. A nice stack of Thank coasters. You. I mean, yeah. you can never go, one, you can never go wrong with sending us beer. Two, we'll drink it live on the Twitch and give you free plugs. We have no <laughs> there problem. You there you go. So, free advertising for beer. If you're watching this from outside Brookings, South Dakota right now, you know where to go get a cold one. I want to talk about the Glass Cannon Podcast. We're playing a little uh, adventure path called Giant Slayer. Oh, man. Perhaps uh, you're familiar with it. This has been a busy week for us because we have recorded Giant Slayer, we have recorded Dead Sons, and we have recruited, recruited, recorded Doomsday Dawn and Cannon Fodder. My brain has nothing left. Yeah, nothing. it's, it's going to be kind of confusing what goes with what, but I will say I'm kind of impressed with myself. By myself, I mean us. I thought you'd be the, impressed with me. Uh, well, I'm impressed with you what always. You always, Troy. <laughs> what do you literally do I'm, other than show up and fail at roles? I Prepare the page of cannon fodder notes. You do do that, and you do a hell of a job. Uh, we had um, we have bounced back and forth between systems pretty well, I think. Yeah. All things considered, we're not mixing and matching too much, but that also I think goes to show you that they're pretty significantly different from each other. Yeah. Uh, they stand apart, so you're not gonna you're gonna not gonna mix up too many things. In this last month of Giant Slayer, yes, 
and I mean, last two episodes in particular, an epic, epic combat. Uh, if you're against, not caught up, just tune out for a couple minutes. Yeah, I mean, against the Fire Giant, starts out as a Fire Giant uh, encounter, but yeah. really just sort of morphs into this... Uh, oh God! What a Remoraz, you know, fight to stave off death. Just, just brutal. Brewer Seth says, "Hey, uh, fellas, <laughs> nice beer glass." <laughs> I'm so glad he's here. Brewer Seth. Yeah, because he was like, "Email me if you uh, if you mention it, uh, so I know which episode or whatever." And uh, I was like, "I'm gonna have to remember to email him after the show. Cross that off the old to do list." Brewer Seth. Awesome. Thank Sorry, you so much, I, Seth, I, for being here. Uh, so it turned into this Remoraz death match, basically, yeah. uh, with the patrol coming by, uh, Ice Wolf and Ice Troll pa- Patrol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ice Troll Patrol, say that fast. And, uh, you know, I, I wonder kind of going into it, is was this your intention at, at the start of this thing? I, I would guess from the time we found the door locked uh, and you knew we had alerted somebody inside, yeah. was your intention... Not to fight fight straight up, but to get the camp involved. Was that like, however I can do that fastest, that's what I'm going to do? My intention was to at some point have the patrol come in and extend a fight. To and really some fight. Have, wave, have a wave uh, of attacks happen. But before uh, we sat down and actually w- faked, uh, you know, knocked on that door, faked the giant voice no going, no you, you did not know that the patrol was no, going to be No, it was honestly, it was as, I have, I have all that stuff ready. It was as you started just demolishing my guys and I was getting a wasted, I was wasting my opportunity with the fire giant. I was like, how can I spice this I up? I was getting wasted I was getting while I was playing and I while made GMing. terrible decisions. Uh, no, I, I mean, I I felt like I had squandered a great opportunity with the Fire Giant because you guys were playing super smart and super careful. How can I spice this up? Yes, the Remorazes are coming, but I think I'm going to make this be a three-wave encounter. And it, it turned out that exactly that way, really nicely. I was wondering if you had like paid Grant off to walk out on the ice. If you were like, just, just do me a favor tonight. Just mm-hmm. walk out on the ice so we can really get this going juicy. Because that opened up a world of uh, visuals and activity in the combat that just elevated it uh, right out of the gate. Yeah, you can just see them coming out. For me, it was like where Grant is only going to attack with his gun and wants to get 20 feet away unless he casts long shot. I'm like, just keep drawing him out. Just keep drawing him out. The second he got on that ice, I was having those Remorazes come out. So You want to kite them. You want to yeah, kite them, exactly. as they say in the business. Uh, well, I got frustrated with the situation because you tactically and very smartly avoided my, my attempts to draw your, your attacks. Yes. Uh, you are upset about this. Uh, I've built a tanky character, and you are avoiding him in what felt to me like an unrealistic way, uh, almost as if you knew you, you couldn't hit me at first glance. Now, perhaps with one look, you know, that would be the case, but it does bring up an interesting question that you mentioned to me, and I just want to kind of talk about it on air. Let's, let's uh, air really it out. kind of flesh it out, which is... Airing of grievances. It's the question of whether or not a non-damage-dealing defensive expert uh, build in Pathfinder uh, is just irrelevant because it doesn't work the way it works in video games. Right. Because your GM uh, can just so smartly ignore you. So, you know, if you agree with that, then it's like, why ever build really high defense at the, at the sacrifice of, of other things? Well, that's why it's really up to the GM. Like, if that's, the ca- if that's what interests you, because it's really my job as the GM to... Uh, find out what interests you and find a way to give you a little bit of that while also hopefully imparting upon you uh, what interests me and seeing if you get excited about that. And that doesn't always happen. There are things that I like that everyone at the table doesn't like. Right. Um, but if that's what interests you, you're really interested in exploring defensive tactics, then it's up to me to not just 
uh, you know, eschew those. And I think I do, I've done a pretty good job throughout the course of the adventure of like having, even when you were doing it with Sir Will, like having them try once, maybe even try twice, depending on the intelligence of the creature, and then move on. So at least it buys you two rounds. Now, I'm not going to go so far the other way where I'm just going to keep attacking and missing. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. let's see. I hope this works. Um, but with a highly intelligent creature, I'm also going to go so far the other way and be like, no, no, no. Nice try. I know that I can't hit you. And in this case, not to say that they were highly intelligent, but they knew. They knew. <laughs> I wonder how they knew. They just knew. Yeah, no, they I, saw I your get character it. sheet. I get it. So it, the question is, do you mm. just never build that kind of character as a player? Is this just never build, uh, sacrifice, other th- sacrifice damage for high AC? There are some people who say that. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's true. I think that this is something that you might be overly interested in. Mm-hmm. You did it with Sir Will. We were doing it with the Four Bears. You did it with your Jade Region character. Mm-hmm. might be time for you to move on, Joe. Well, I built a few other things in nope. between. Nothing. Uh, I, <laughs> They're all one-trick ponies. Well, when you talk about uh, you know fitting into a party like we have, which is the situation with forebears, where you're kind of coming into a, a pre-built party that has a ton of damage output, a, uh-huh. a shocking amount of ranged damage output. Um, I guess I could have made something that does more damage in melee, but the problem is just with giants. Man, as soon as you're in melee, you're a round or two if you're in, if you don't have a high AC from going down. Yeah, that's what Vicky Games just said. High AC keeps you alive. So yeah. even if that tactic gets a little tired and doesn't always work, depending on the GM, it's got to keep you alive. Right. And and by the way, I don't regret this in the least with Forebears. Forebears right. has a lot of options besides mm-hmm. high AC, and his high AC is even. You know, we'll get that character sheet out there very soon. But his high AC is is also a temporary thing like it's it's a boost basically that's based around his spells and abilities yeah it's not based on just wearing heavy armor and having walking around with high ac right 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 so and he I, could trade that out to do other abilities you know he, he has the sure. flexibility are you enjoying playing forebears oh i'm loving it yeah i'm absolutely loving it i mean the mechanics are, are incredible i just I, I, when i first played the shaman i wanted to play it again but i felt that going right to 11th level was going to be too much just too mind-boggling with um, with wandering spirits. Uh, you know, you have your spirit, and then at a fifth level, I believe, you get wandering spirits. So you can borrow at the beginning of the day from any other spirit, which is sort of like a, you know the build you choose at first level. You can change that build temporarily for the day by choosing another one, and then you change your abilities, you know, supernatural abilities, spell-like abilities that you get automatically with that spirit during that day. And so it's like, you really, it's a great idea because they're wandering spirits. Mm -hmm. You just kind of Mm -hmm. like draw them in. But you have to do a lot of work and you have to understand all of the schools of wandering spirits. With the amount of games that we're playing, I I just don't have time to do that. And it was so neat finding an archetype that is so focused. The archetype gets rid of the wandering spirit, Mm -hmm. focuses on one thing, and it makes you more like an oracle than a shaman. Uh, in its mechanics. That's very cool. So, you know, you become the spellcaster and you have uh, these connections to the spirit world. It's, it's really, really neat. What is Shaman again? It's which? Uh, Oracle. Which Oracle, yeah. Yeah, but this really brings out, this uh, uh, speaker for the past brings out a few more of the Oracle uh, elements. Do you think if you were to play, you know, another class sometime down the line, which part interests you more, the witch part or the Oracle part? Um, I, you know, practically the witch part. Really? Yeah, I think the oracle part is so interesting, but every time I really sit down, I'm like, I think I'm going to build an oracle because it's such a cool idea. I just, I can't ever find a character that I feel I can play. So it's a role-playing issue. Yeah, it's a role-playing issue for me. I don't, I can't wrap my head around how, 
how strange and kind of detached. Like Matthew did a great job of playing a Gormley that is a little bit strange and detached. Um, I feel like I can get get to to that place. Right. Uh, but you know, you could see Gormley being an oracle as well. There, there was something yeah. about her that was, but that doesn't. It just doesn't come naturally to me, and I think that I, I need a little bit more literal characters, you know? Yeah, you know, I think it's a shame because I, I think oracles and paladins don't get played a lot because people don't know – they don't want to get involved with that kind of role play. Yes. And that's a bummer yeah, you, because they're great I know, I know. It's a great – to be like a necromantic, like, waste, oh, like a on. wasting sickness oracle. We had a friend play that in a, one of our Pathfinder Society games back in the day. And he played it a few times, and he played it great, but it was just so weird. And like, yeah. look, and we were all very open to like playing with whatever, you know, right. working it in. But it is a difficult thing to bring into an adventuring party that's going out to like solve the world's problems, you know, to have a, right. a necromantic oracle come in. It's it's tough. It's t- tough to play. People swear by there's some archetypes of oracles, uh, or uh, not even archetypes. I think they're just builds uh, that. People swear by is the best, most powerful build. You can, I think one is like an Oracle of Bones or something. Have mm. you heard of that? There's a couple that people are like, best cl- class you can ever play. Yeah, but the witch is, is pretty amazing. You got a shout out to Vicky Games who says, Oracle would be great for Joe, though. I mean, he could be twice cursed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe they'd balance out and cancel each other. They, would, they, they, might, they might just balance out. Um, so, so that's a GCP, man. Was that all I had for GCP? I feel like that's uh, that's enough. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know why? Because my androids and aliens section is <laughs> juicy. Let me see here. Because we're talking about episode- what was the last episode? Episode 20 was the last episode. What happens? Oh, wait, that, that's kind of like a, a quick role-playing app. We're going to focus on 18 and 19 for the purposes Transition of, the, of app. the FOD here. Yeah. Uh, there is some great Meishan stuff, though, in episode 20 that it yeah. was really cool to get, to get a piece of. Yeah. But I'd rather get Grant in here to talk about that. Uh, the, but episodes 18 and 19 are a string of kind of two combats. One uh, rolls into the other, and we end up with this absolutely horrifically brutal encounter that uh, at the end of the day, I mean, you said it on social media, I said after editing it that it was one of my favorite episodes that we've ever done of androids and aliens i felt like the tension was so palpable in the room and it was it was so intense i mean we thought we were really looking down the barrel at uh, at a tpk and so uh i i want to ask first of all i want to give a a shout out to a listener here who wrote in uh chris from moscow uh ohio Oh, Chris from Moscow, like, Ohio. Yeah, yeah international uh, listeners. Writes in and he says, I'm GMing Dead Sons right now. Uh, my group says that it's like a video game set on hard mode <laughs> with the monsters with higher attack bonuses, higher damage output, and uh, combined with the diseases. There's talk of reducing the monsters' bonuses to make it easier, but I'm hesitant to do so. Nah. I think Paizo spent quite a bit of time on playtesting this game, and it's meant to be this way. Should I just back off my stance and reduce the number of monster stats to make them happy? Now, here's the question here. And I know that's an easy answer for you, but as the quote-unquote arbiter of fun, right. am I supposed to cater to each group's definition of fun or just play my own personal style? I want to do the right thing and foster an environment where my players and I can have fun. Well, it depends. Like, I wouldn't have fun doing that. So why am I playing? Just to make everybody else happy? Right. I'll find a new group. You right. know what I mean? That totally. like isn't going to be so far against what I want to do. It doesn't mean I need to like shove my way of playing down your throat. But I think it all comes down to balance. Like 
You have plenty of easy encounters. Now we're going to have some Dark Souls encounters. And if you don't like it, then suck it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like you guys were fired up in that episode. Oh, we had to, we had to cut up. a lot out because it's just not good radio. I mean, there you was some language getting, that, that just could not. Frustrated. Could not. And meanwhile, I'm like, <laughs> I, you guys are so ungrateful because I would love to be in your seat playing this encounter. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't bother me when I just like miss, miss. How about if I try this? No, because I'm just like, all right, what if I try this? What if I try this? But that's the way I like to play. I can't expect everyone to like that. However. That is not 100% true. You get pissed off when you have a long string of bad luck you yell you shout you slam tables but it's a fun pissed off of course of it's course. like ah oh, son of a shucks right right you know but i you mean mad like, as- you literally while we're recording today took a d20 and i'm sure it is destroyed because you threw it at top speed across <laughs> the rug and we'll edit that out you're just like ah well you'll know You'll know when it comes out why that happened. You'll be able to point out that exact episode. But I do want to – I want to comment on this too because I think that it is an important distinction, though it's not so easy. I mean, we have uh, Krob1290, his longtime uh, friend of the Twitch, who says, hey, Chris is my DM. So he's he's in this game. (laughs) Krob, explain yourself. I mean, why why are you complaining about this being too hard? You know, it is – it's like, of course we complain, but I think our complaints – are a little bit more a little bit more justified. This brings me back Here we go. to the transition between 18 and 19 and the decision not to allow us to take a short rest mm-hmm. retroactively. Right. Um, I want to bring this up in the context of, of, uh, of a debate, right? An argument in which I want to continue my point of view, which I had mentioned in the episode. But the, you have to understand this is under the pretext of like, we're both aware that your decision in this case was the right decision. Right. Because right. the way it all worked out was the best possible way it could all work out. Probably our best episode. Exactly. So I'm not saying that I wish you did it differently. What I'm saying is without the perfect knowledge of how it all ended up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you look back at, at that decision, I want to make a case for the fact that when you're talking about players making errors that are not intentional, that are errors of omission, right? Where you forgot to rest. You didn't say we want to push the action forward and not rest because we want to just get back to the Acreon, let's say, and they jumped us on the way back. We weren't expecting it. You sure, know, sure, oh, sure. Can we please just say we rested? Like We're not talking about that kind of situation. We're talking about a situation where the- we're talking about just being stupid. Yes, right. where you're just stupid. Do right. you? And obviously, like- you put it out there as a punishment to the players. You're like, well, you won't make this mistake again. I get it. I get it. I just feel like that's a little bit of a hefty price when you know the encounter mm-hmm. that's coming up with uh, one character already down. And if that results in a TPK, you're going to have a lot of ire from players for a reason that is not totally fair to you, yeah. but which is going to come out. Whereas if you allow the short rest there, the combat it could still very easily result in that TPK, but they can't come back at you at all. Sure. You know what I mean? But is that, does that make you weak for saying you would do that? I don't think so. For saying you would let them have the short rest. In that situation, I would have done it. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, I guess you probably would have. Well, I'm a, I'm a little bit of an easier GM than you, but make yeah. no mistake, you guys have not seen me do a lot of GMing. Like, I'm not an easy GM. No, not at all. But I do, I'm easier than you, for sure. But, like, I just... I'll take it a step farther just to show you where my head's at. Okay. I will sometimes try and trick you guys into forgetting to rest just to, just to F with you. Devious. Yes. So, so that shows you I am so far on the other side. I have, if you make a mistake, you are playing. Cap- you are playing against your players. 
I am because I want it to be hard so that when you do succeed, it means so much more. Now, if people die because of it, I don't know. I still think it's great. It's great podcast. It's it's interesting. I'm picturing this story happening in my mind. Well, that was my other question. Did you make that decision because it's a podcast? Because you looked so you know good how on I radio. Or not, uh, yeah, no, I, I know. But I'm way. saying, like, would you have been a little bit more? Because look, this the context of this is uh, talking to other people about what they do in their games in these situations. Right? You know? Would you take? Would you have taken it easier if you weren't trying to play up the danger? No. Not at all. Not no. at all. I, you know, I, I, I honestly, and I've, I've been this way since I started GMing, I hate when people rest. I hate when players rest in, in situations that doesn't totally make sense. Now, of course, you can go back to the eighth round, you can rest, you can come back. But I hate dungeon crawls where you just keep resting. Yeah. To me, it just breaks the reality of the scene. While you're resting, everything's resetting in some sort of way. Now, as a GM, I don't want to reset. All right, now you're going to fight that encounter again because they, they sent in reinforcements. But I just feel like trudge through, use your consumables, Change your fighting tactics. If, one, if your frontline fighter is now down, now you've got to have somebody else step up. Like, I want you to power through to the end without resting. But that's, that's just how <laughs> I like things, and I understand other people don't like it that way. But if I can trick you out of a rest, I'll absolutely do it. Well, if we can go back a month in, uh, in Raiders of the Lost Continent, this is exactly what you did with uh, the Colonel when we lost Cal. Yeah. Was this like... We, we, we want to push forward right now, even though we're, we're down a member at the moment. So yeah. we're like, really? We know we're going to go uh, mechanically into some kind of boss fight here. Mm-hmm. And you want to go in down a character and go in three. And you were just like, yeah, no question. No question. I'm like, we're not going to go back and rest. That doesn't yeah. make any sense. We're going to finish the job. And I think that it, it's great to have that kind of player at your table that pushes the action in that kind of way so that you as a player can be like, yeah, 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 let's, let's go do this uh, as well. Rather than uh, always having you know, that player who's like, let's just play it safe, let's just play it safe, let's just play it safe, being the one that's, that's leading the group. It, it does. It can, it can create... Uh, a slowdown in the action and much, much worse, less fun because there's less danger and less high stakes. You've know? you, you got to find that line where I think if we can play a game like this and as a GM and as players, you can create a situation where you are evoking visceral reactions from people. Even if that visceral rea- reaction is like real palpable anger, like I am so frustrated to the point where like I don't even know if I'm enjoying this. You know, but then to have it come all the way back with a success and feel joy, I think it's an amazing thing that you can do with this game. And you feel with video games too, when you finally beat that boss, you tried to fight 50 times, you finally beat it. I think that's the, that's the beauty of, of, of games. And you really, I mean, it's what you just said summed up episode 19 of yeah. Androids and Aliens. That's really what it was. And then episode 20 rolls out with just a little bit more, I mean, you have to come down off of this intensity. Yeah. You know, and, and we get back to... Uh, role playing a little bit, learning a little bit more about the characters, exploring a little bit. I, you know, it was a nice change of pace because that last session, I, I don't think we could have recorded another episode after that. That that night was like we're done. Yeah, no, and 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 you need that, especially uh, with what's coming up in the rest of this book. What? Oh man, it's it's going to get ugly. What? Ugly. Well, um, I don't really, you know, as far as. Um, as far as uh, Raiders goes, I, I, again, I don't want to go too much into detail because I think there's people on here that need to uh, join us on Patreon at the $5 tier and up and get yes. caught up on Raiders of the Lost I'm Continent. I'm having a blast with that, too. Uh, oh, my God. That, that's just been great. That party is so fun. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I, I think that it's a testament to just playing 
at, at such a high frequency over the last few years, more yeah. than we ever played before. It's just the amount that we're playing together has increased our... Uh, I don't know, odds, for lack of a better word, of coming to the table with characters that might have really intense idiosyncrasies, Mm -hmm. but you know are built to work with other people in some way and can find a way to to create relationships quickly uh, within the personalities of, of each other's characters. So I think as we grow from uh, Glass Cannon to Androids and Aliens to Raiders of the Lost Continent to Stay Tuned, there is this element of, I think, increase in the quality of our play that just yeah. comes from repetitive, uh, you know, it's like getting reps in fo- and it's football training camp right now. Yeah, it's our, all about reps. Our comfort Working level, together yeah. over and over and over and over suddenly increases your quality. Your rhythms start to work better and, uh, and your character creation follows suit. Yeah, especially when you're working with low-level characters, too. You don't have to worry too, too much about the mechanics. So you can kind of more easily slide into it. You know, if yes. you're playing an, an easy piano piece and you're a master pianist, you're going to play. You're going to be doing so much more than someone that knows how to play that piano song. Right. You know what I mean? And that's, I feel like, what we're so doing. So you're saying we're all master pianists. We are master penises. <laughs> pianists. Penis. Certainly after that comment, we are. Certainly. Oh, boy. After that comment. Well, uh, I don't really have any more unless you do uh, in terms of... Of the shows. Good night, everybody. I, I would love to get to some <laughs> announcements. Oh, because... we're gonna do some announcements. I just can't wait. All I right. can't wait. I better get my mic ready. Uh, I mean, you already skipped ahead on one of them, which was uh, that you know, uh, Doomsday Dawn Part One is releasing tomorrow. Tomorrow on the tube. Uh, on the YouTube. So check us out there. If you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, there's another one. Please, please subscribe. What's wrong with you? That is. J- <laughs> Subscribe Troy. to us on YouTube. Troy, don't get angry. Is that not them. the tactic? That is not the tactic. <laughs> Sorry, please subscribe. You to attract us. more bees with Doomsday Dawn. Uh, Doomsday Dawn. It, it really is a huge help to just hit that subscribe button because it, it helps close. us get ads and all that kind of stuff, which yep. is which is a big part of uh, subsidizing and growing the network. Um, what else did we have? Oh, uh, you released a very exciting uh, design. Was it a, about a week ago? Two yes. weeks ago for pre-order on our site. Go ahead, Troy. Yeah. Tell them what you did. Those who don't know already. Well, we're, we're expanding our, our merch catalog a little bit. Merch. Oh, he's That's <laughs> not the right drop to play when I'm announcing merch. Well, I mean, it uh, does fit the T-shirt you're about to talk about. That's true. I, uh, I, you know, we're trying to expand our merch catalog. We're working with some new artists, um, and uh, we obviously we brought the hats back. Those are already sold out, so we'll be bringing those back again very soon. Um, and so I reached out to Robert Atkins, who does who's done all our our main art so far. He did our Starfinder characters, and I had this idea to take Mac and make her into the maple syrup bottle. So now you can pre-order up until next Friday. Pre-orders are available. Uh, that maple syrup. Uh, Shirt. If you're not, if you haven't listened to uh, the show, then you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But if you have, uh, that's the shirt for everyone except you. You uh, see, this is why we need a, like a, a cannon fodder producer, right? That is going to just like whoop. The image swoops in right over my face, right over your face, and you just kind of gesture to it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, they're they're flying off the shelves, and we haven't even created them yet. Uh, uh, so I mean, you guys, I, I I can't understate or overstate, I guess, how important it is uh, for us to. Get Get those pre-orders in because yeah. we we don't have you know the more shirts you buy the less you're paying per shirt and for us to buy 
you know, a thousand of these things is, is impractical. We don't know what we're going to sell. And then we end up with a lot of dead inventory. Right. And that really cuts into what we're trying to do here, which is put out more content. That's right. the most important thing. So to be as efficient as possible with the T-shirts, pre-orders are huge, yeah. huge to helping us get there. So if you think you might get it one day, just go buy it now. Yeah. And, you know, the, <laughs> what I want to do with the shirts is like when we release a shirt, that's it. That shirt comes out once. If you get it, great. If you don't, you miss out. You want to do like a T-Fury sort of thing. Like you don't get it then, it's gone. That's it. We'll move on to another shirt. Hey, you can get the next shirt. But if you like this one, this is your only chance. Now, that being said, we are going to order a few more than the pre-orders. But pretty much, if you want to get it, you should pre-order because it will be gone. Not unlike the hats. Uh, (laughs) So get your shirt today. So get your shirt today. Before, no, not before the next cannon fodder. Just after the next cannon fodder. We're doing our first oh, man. ever oh, man. live show. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I mean, we've done live shows. We've done live shows. But our first ever live so show in a proper live music venue. Yeah, like a real A real place. theater. It's a real theater in L.A., the Bootleg Theater. Los Angeles. L.A., baby. Ooh. Uh, Sunshine State. We really wanted to do something on the West Coast, and mm. we have uh, we know a lot of people in LA, and we have connections there that were able to help us out and get us into a really fun situation. So it's going to be an actual <laughs> it's going to be an actual real show, which is yeah. which is really exciting. And we also announced at the time the tickets went on sale, uh, and they're still on sale, by the way. They have not sold out. Um, no, they VIP will. tickets sold out, but there's plenty of general admission available. Twenty five bucks. Uh, you can come and see us uh, in LA. It is, um, we did announce that it was going to be a new adventure, the start of a new plan for us Yeah. Uh, in terms of the live shows. And Troy's here uh, for a little more info on that. This is what they tuned in for, man. This is it. <laughs> well, when, you know, as we were doing these shows in the past, when we did live shows, it started at Gen Con, I think. And then we've done, you know, we did PAX, uh, PAX Unplugged last year. We did uh, PaizoCon this year. And, you know, we've done, we pretty much just took the characters that you all know and love, and I put them in like homebrew situations uh, where you get to see them in action again, maybe characters that are no longer with us, uh, fighting enemies that are no longer with us. And it's more of like a fan service, like kind of fun battle royale. Yeah, for the most part, they were battle royales. They were MOBAs. You were building MOBAs. Sure, I don't know what that (laughs) is. Tabletop MOBAs. Yes. Uh, And I was like, yeah, if we're going to grow. This, uh, this, this into a real tour where we're going from city to city and theater to theater. It has to be something more. It has to be, it has to count. It has to matter. And you need to have new characters that are going to carry over from live show to live show, from convention to convention. So I was thinking like, do I really want to slash have the time to create a homebrew for this? Like I Definitely. Yeah, I mean, with, with all the time that I have, I, I figured I'd write two, and then I would just, I would take another crew on tour with one homebrew, and then take you guys on with another one. Why write just one when you can write two in twice the time? I, I just wanted to double my workload. Uh, no, so I didn't want to do that, so then I was like, okay, well, then if I'm not going to homebrew it, what are we going to do? And so I started looking at some of the Pathfinder modules, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. You know, I could, maybe I could take somebody from, like, first to fourth level. And so, but then I was like, well, then what? Or if we start at third level and go to sixth level, well, then what? We'll just then take those sixth-level characters and take them to eighth level? I'm like, well, what are we going to do is we got to make these live shows an adventure path. That's the only logical choice, Joe, is to just start a brand-new adventure path. Now, if we only do 
five live shows next year that are two hours long each. That's only 10 hours. Say only five live shows to my wife. Only. Let, 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 let's see what that response is. Is she watching? Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> I haven't told her yet. Dude, if we're doing this full time, we can, we can handle 10 live shows next year. But let's say we do five um, times two hours a pop. That's only 10 hours of an adventure path. So it may take us a long time to finish this. But hell, if we get to a but point. But there's also, I think that there's also opportunities, not just at live shows, to do things, whether it's live on Twitch, or whatever, to fill in gaps. Dude, and yeah. Totally. Yeah. Especially when you saw what we did with Doomsday Dawn Friday night. If this becomes our bread and butter where yeah. we're doing this all the time, then let's throw in a session of this. You and I are, are doing a lot of back and forth on this. We're, we're brainstorming a lot about this. And uh, what you're about to say next is what you said to me recently. And I was like, mind. Hoopla. I don't remember what I said to you. What you're about to announce. Oh, when I told you what we're going to do? Yes. So I was like, well, what are we going to do? we got to pick an adventure path. This is the most exciting thing. And I thought about it for all of two seconds. We've got Giant Slayers, that classic Lord of the Rings, good versus evil. We've got Starfinder. We're covering sci-fi. Science fiction. Yeah. You know science we, fantasy. Science fantasy. Excuse him. <laughs> you said it. You know, shut we up. don't have. Shut up. We don't have something that I think we can do both well and add a, a, a certain comedy twist to it that doesn't remove the effect of the emotions that we're trying to stir people up in. And live. And live. We need to do horror. We need to find a way to bring horror into Glass Cannon Nation. So in Los Angeles. Don't scream into your mic. I will scream <laughs> and I get excited. On October 7th, Sunday, we will be doing session one. All new characters. Strange Aeons. Strange Aeons, baby. It's happening in L.A. The just the thought, the images that I already have in my mind oh, man. of doing that. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. I'm, what, I'm throwing up in my pants. Well, I mean, just watching what you're going to do to Skid live oh. in a horror show. That's what really sold it to me. Just going on the Acreon and seeing you guys' reactions, I was like, hmm, I wish there was a time we could run Strange Aeons. I barely looked through the rest of the adventure paths. I was like, no, nope, we're doing Strange Aeons. So when we first got on the map here with uh, Giant Slayer, mm-hmm. this is a couple of years ago, we uh, were first talking to Paizo, and they didn't know who we were, and then we started having a, uh, some contact, and we met Eric Mona in person, and then all of a sudden, things started to, to rock and roll, and then they were like, well, just talk to our marketing person about what you want to do, and we said, well, we want to do another show as soon as possible. Right. Mostly because we just wanted to play another AP. We didn't want to be right. locked into one AP. That was the release of Strange Aeons. And so they sent it to us, and we were like, we'll have this out in August. And it was like <laughs> June, and we just didn't realize what it would take. And this no. was 2016. So this is like, uh, well, this no. Before it was, the Patreon. No, this is 2017. It was this right is... after the Patreon started. Okay. So we weren't even close to like really pulling the stuff off. No, no, no. Uh, oh, no, you're right. This was before the I Patreon I think it was started. before this the Patreon. This was 2016. Yeah. Crazy. So then, you know, we end up basically like uh, shelving it. And I thought it would never come back because we were so far removed from it by now with all the other things that have come out that I just I let it go and I forgot about it. And none of us but you read it or at least read the first book of it. Mm-hmm. And you had raved about it. And obviously, everybody at this point has been raving about it. And, and, and so now I just I, when I imagine the live experience with it, I just I get so excited. It's going to be. So much fun. And I think what we're going to do is really, you know, as we continue to evolve and do new and exciting things, I think we're going to let you people help decide what characters they're going to play. 
I haven't decided exactly how we're going to do this because this I don't, is dangerous to talk about live. This is dangerous because I don't. We're want, still in the brainstorming stage. I don't want you stuck with a character that you're not interested in playing. Right, and just I also because the fans think it'll be funny to see you play uh, right. this or that. You know, right? Something with no attack bonus. Uh, no, I, I want I want to play uh, something that I don't want to just create my own character either. Yeah. Like I absolutely want to involve GCP Nation in the whole process because we're going to be doing it with GCP Nation. Yeah. this is going to be a game that we're playing with our friends of GCP Nation. Right, uh, and I imagine things in the live show even involving uh, people at the show. So there, there is that element that you have to factor in too. You put all that together; they have to be involved somehow. It's going to be like Blue Man Group, <laughs> just like that. I want every live show to be a party, and everyone ends up covered in toilet paper at the end. I was just thinking about how scary it would be if we played a strange Aeons game and I walked out with a shaved head and like all pale. Yes. Oh. Or there's just a guy standing in the back staring. <laughs> in, from Blue Man Group. From Blue Man Group. <laughs> <laughs> we just throw cotton balls in his mouth. Uh, you, you look in the Strange Eons, uh, what is it, player's handbook, and they give you about, I don't know, 20 plus archetypes for every different class. Like, it'd be fun to play this archetype, this archetype. I'm thinking about just putting those out there and finding, like, tournament style, what character Matthew's going to play yeah. and what, uh, you know, what archetype Skid's going to play. I-, I think that'd be fun. I don't want you guys shoehorned into something that you're really not interested in because it's going to make for a shitty show. Yeah. But I think there's a fun way to do it that involves y'all uh, that is going to, you know you're going to have a lot more agency in this. Like, I, I totally wanted Joe to play a, a bo- Oracle of Bones. And <laughs> right. I got right. it. Right, and I got him. Uh, yeah, I mean, we do actually have to be passionate about the characters that we're playing, but you know what? A lot of that comes in the role-playing aspect yeah. and in the creation of the backstory of the character. You can always reverse-engineer that in, into something you want to you wanna play, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. If you're not coming to L.A., you better buy your tickets right now because... We had 50 meet-and-greet tickets, sold out of those in three days. So they added 50 more. They can't add any more of those. So we sold 100 meet-and-greet tickets. We are, there's not a ton of tickets left. So please, if you can come, come on out and see this show because you'll want to say you were there when it all began. That's all I got. Well, that's not all the announcements nope, we No, that is sure. it. Oh, man. That is it. We cannot give them any more gigantic announcements, Joe. We can't. Oh, my God. Are we going to talk about this? I think we are, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. Come on. He's walking away. He's walking away. You did say, you did list all these things out that we should be talking about on Canafodder, and and I just responded, laundry list. I was like, the things that we are getting out there, well, the $35,000 goal. This this should be on Canafodder 94. We spoke about... Now, look, there's still a lot to reveal about this. This is... Let's call it a teaser. Sure. A second teaser. All right. A, an advanced teaser trailer of, uh, of $35,000 goal, which is uh, we had posted a teaser up on the Patreon saying that it, uh, the, the, uh, the characters of Disorganized Play... What you know, we The say? evolution of Disorganized the Play. The evolution of Disorganized uh, Play. Their greatest adventure yet. We teased it on the Patreon saying this, and we have wanted to bring Disorganized Play back. Me more than anybody. Any of you out there, you, there are so many wonderful, awesome GCP Nation people out there who have written in or have uh, sent emails to me specifically saying that they want to see Disorganized Play again and they miss it and they like it. And I, believe me, I couldn't agree more. Just we have a lot going on right now and we're trying to prioritize and, and get out there what we want to get out there. And on top of that, you really weren't enjoying it. 
Uh, the, no, the, the no, sort I was sticking no. to the strict rules of the Pathfinder Society. Right. I'll say right out of the gate that that is the harshest thing that I had to deal with was like, I'm not cut out to be an official PFS GM. It's not my game. I like to bob and weave. I like to change and shift the, the adventure around what I like, what I think is balanced and fun. And uh, I like to have the freedom to do that. Not having the freedom to do that uh, bothered me because I did like the idea of doing these as official characters, but it, it just has become more of a burden and we haven't really gotten the benefits of having those official characters do anything official with right. GCP Nation. So maybe once or maybe Skid played once or twice maybe. I don't think anybody else has played. You know, you have certainly never brought Randolph the Great to a con and no. played. That, that was our idea to begin with, but we just don't we don't have that kind of time at cons we have found and, and we don't have enough cons in the year, especially having small children at home and stuff. Yeah. So it's been a little bit more complicated than we originally wanted it to be. And I wanted to get back to adventuring in a way that is a little bit more, uh, more my speed. Mm-hmm. So we had a long talk about this and we, we thought did. about sort of evolving uh, DP into a uh, campaign of sorts. Uh, that sort of idea. So our $35,000 goal is to release, and right now, this could change. This is early. We're this in the early stage. Uh, our plan is to release every Friday that there isn't a Raiders of the Lost Continent. I didn't know we were going to talk about this. Possibly. This is the plan. Every Friday that there is not a Raiders of the Lost Continent, the and, an episode of your favorite disorganized play characters, Randolph the Great, Jane Lowe. Coming back. Tishpak Zabubu, Abzu Shamash. Coming back. Garee. Oh, Mezia Grave, Aliatra Baker. I mean, we have scores and we can get more and more doing the epic Pathfinder Super Dungeon, the Emerald Spire. Wow. The Emerald Spire. Good buddy. Wow. That you want to talk about a bucket list. We shouldn't we shouldn't be saying anymore. How long have you and I talked about Uh, and Skid too? Have we talked about who's going to run it? Who's going to play it? When are we going to play it? When are we going to fit it in? We, in all these years, we have never managed to no. get it done. No. Now, we have a, a lot of ideas about how this is going to actually be executed in terms of the game. A lot of that's not decided upon yet. A lot of things are going to shift and change yeah. over time. But we just wanted to, to get this out to you. Now, for those of you that don't know what the Emerald Spire is, it is an incredible uh, dungeon crawl, basically. A, supic, a super epic... Uh, it's a supic dungeon crawl uh, where each floor of the dungeon is written by a different designer at Paizo. Mm-hmm. So Lisa Stevens, the CEO of Paizo, for example, wrote the first floor. And then... I didn't even know that. Eric Mona wrote, I think it's floor 13. Like, there's, you know... <laughs> there's more than 13 floors? Oh, there's a ton oh, of God. floors. Good, buddy. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's a lot in between. So, I mean, I don't want to go into too much more detail here, but rest assured, we are planning an experience that is unlike any of our AP shows. The experience of the show is going to be different. Yeah. It's not going to be like our AP shows. We got a lot of things in mind that are going to make it fun and different. And we're thinking about uh, kicking it all off with a live stream. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about getting it started with a nice, chunky, juicy, long live stream in order to get you guys to see what this really is going to look and feel like and get those characters into a nice, long session to, to, to move into this new story and do that before we hit the $35,000 tier. I uh, just hope... Hopefully as a way to get there. And then once we get there, we can release it more regularly. I just hope that a great and powerful wizard like Randolph the Great can survive... <laughs> In such a dangerous dungeon. <laughs> He's just a squishy wizard. Yes, yes, it is an extreme. 
I've been reading it. It's an extremely dangerous <laughs> dungeon. But it is, uh, I think, uh, the kind of experience that we all could use as a change of pace. It's different. It's yeah. t- I don't want to go into detail. It's just different. Trust me. It's going to be a different It's not like there's show. no role-playing. No, but no, 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 not not at all. But sub, but it's it's this is just a different but, kind of game. But it has a game element to it that the other ones don't have. That right. it's going to be really neat, and uh, I think, and just really, really fun. So I can't believe we're talking about this. I know, I know. Well, uh, we have a long way to go to get there. We need your guys' help to get there, and we we really hope that you can uh, you can continue to help us on our journey to make that a more regular thing. But hopefully, uh, this fall at some point, we'll have a live stream to kick that all off. Uh, I would love it. I'm excited. I would, I would love it if we. We can make that happen and uh i mean that's that's pretty much it uh for uh, news and announcements I, I think it's time yep we get to a little listener, <laughs> listener mail. there's a lot of it Always a cleric writes in and says, did I just up my Patreon subscription? You know it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well done. Thank you so much. That is just that is just thrilling. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to try to bob and weave here through a, a series of questions with you. If you're in the chat right now, throw us some questions. If you don't hear your question uh, after a little while. It probably please, wasn't good. Yeah, please repeat it. If you don't hear it after two times, just stop with the ridiculous question <laughs> that we're not going to answer. Uh, any news on getting the audio drops slash Sirenscape sound set? Uh, that's N. Kleinwa asks. Uh, we were very close on that. We were very close. Yeah, it's no fault of Sirenscapes. And, I mean, if, if it's anybody's fault, it's ours for just being way too busy. We've had to prioritize so much other stuff before getting this sound set out. Uh, some of it has been recorded. Uh, I don't want to say what has and what hasn't, but... Uh, we're working on it. It's really it's it's being held up on our end. I, I I've had to. I wanted to get this video going. I wanted to get, uh, you know, three shows out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, guys, every single thing about what we do has been prioritized over getting that sound set out. Uh, yeah. But we things are recorded. Things are recorded and done and finished and in Sirenscape's hands. Yeah. It's just we've asked them not to release it yet because we're just not ready because uh, we want to do a proper release with some other stuff that we haven't recorded yet. And we want to put it out in such a way that uh, maximizes our ability to uh, reach the most amount of people. So it is uh, it's tied up uh, right now in, 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 the, in the works. <laughs> yeah. But we did some really good stuff, I think. I think it's funny. I think we did some really funny stuff. So uh, that, that should be coming. Um, uh, Joe, we'll go back and forth. I'll, yeah. I'll ask one. How long is the meet and greet at, at uh, LA Live going to be? Glass Cannon Live. Easy. Until they kick us out. Until they politely ask us to leave. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's going to mean in LA. I, I, I don't know exactly. You know, the, the thing is, this venue has been... Uh, booked for us through a, a booking agent. So they know the, all the rules and they're working on all that stuff. We actually aren't privy to all the little tiny details. And there's going to be a lot of things out of our control at the actual venue, which is unfortunate, but it's, it's a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, just a curse of, you know, being in a situation that's much easier for us to do and much more uh, easier for you guys to see and hear. The lighting's going to be better. The sound's going to be better. Everything's going to be a better experience for you. But it also means that they take control of a lot of that experience. And yeah. so we have to uh, learn that as we go. But a lot of the stuff, once we put the tickets on sale, they were like, well, we'll worry about those details when we're a week out, you know, yeah, because yeah. They, they're going to wait until then. I'm not sure. I would say we would have at least a couple hours, right? Don't you oh, think? Totally. And if not, we'll 
go someplace else. Right, exactly. <laughs> At least a couple hours, yeah. and then uh, and then we'll probably end up. You know us. We're going to end up someplace else in L.A. at some diner, no doubt. Uh, but the meet On and greet Hollywood there, Boulevard. I'm so looking forward to the meet and greet there because it's actually going to likely be a little bit more structured than in the past. Yeah, which you know, not ideal for us. We like to be much more loosey goosey with you guys, but it is going to mean like we're going to talk to every single person in that room. That's the goal, and that is going to be the fun part of it. Is, is unless getting, they don't want to talk to us. Well, yeah, but then don't <laughs> just buy a general admission Somebody ticket. Somebody might be a Matthew guy and not a Joe guy. Right. They don't like anybody. Right. Uh, I get that. Mostly because they don't like themselves. Right. I imagine know? the line for Grant will be short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> you are such a jerk. <laughs> I'm so mean. Uh, all right. You're up. Uh, all right. Let's see. Da-da-da-dum. Uh, we've been asked this before. I would like to ask it again, I think, because uh, I always think it's a good one to throw at you because it can evolve over time. Mm. Uh, Unstable Hamster asks, how do you plan to handle the inevitable TPK when Troy gets his way? <laughs> uh, how do you plan to handle it? Oh, well, not well, <laughs> like a child. Uh, yeah. No. How do you plan to – have you – it's we're three three plus years in now. I thought as you're it. thinking on this changed at all. It's for you. It's always been when well, we make a new party and we start right from where we left off. I mean, is that still kind of where you're at? I feel like in Giant Slayer right now, there is no such thing as a TPK. There could be the death of the four characters that are currently playing the adventure, but there are other characters that we've introduced into this world that could. I mean, we could pick up the pieces. What a of them. beautiful thing about how that has evolved. That's what I think is like that has evolved. Like we didn't talk about this in advance. That's just evolved in such a way that you're like, we've populated the world with characters that can come back. And I, I think that that's really uh, gives us an out for a TPK in yeah, a neat way. Yeah, I, I don't see it happening, uh, you know, in, in the traditional sense. Like, oh, everybody died. Okay. Ne- that next episode, that is a must listen to episode to see how do we move on from here. Mm. That's what I think. Now, if it happened in Androids and Aliens, we'd just stop playing Starfinder. sorry this is not a question but i gotta go back to uh our good friend crab 1290 who says i'd like to point out about chris's question earlier his gm i wasn't the one complaining and i was the only one who had a character who died that's fair (laughs) isn't that always the way isn't that always the way any plans for more live events in nyc are you kidding me my god yes in our backyard in our backyard bro but it is going to be uh more structured, yeah. more regulated. It's going to be at real venues. Uh, and it's going to be, we're, we are really keen on doing that, honestly, to be perfectly blunt, because of the money. Because we don't have to pay to travel. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. I mean, New York is, is going to be on the list every single year. I just don't know. Uh, the question is more than one in New York or not. You know, it's kind yeah, of more yeah. so the question. A spring and a fall. Because we also have so many... GCP Nation members uh, in the Northeast Corridor here. Yeah. This whole route, there's a lot of people here that, that would come out and see us. And so, yeah, New York is absolutely on the list. Any plans for shows in Europe? I want to tell you something, Dorb Donnie. That is top of my list. You know, besides the American cities we want to hit, especially in the Midwest. That is top of my list because I never even conceived of that. Uh, a couple years ago. Never even conceived of it. And now it's, it's a real legitimate possibility. And I don't know when it's going to happen. It's not, certainly not been talked about yet uh, in a professional standpoint with anybody that's doing this. But I think it's a great idea. I think there's a lot of potential there for fun. It is uh, not cost effective. 
So no. we, we will not be going to you. Oh, would you stop it? <laughs> would you stop it? It is a ridiculous waste of money. The tickets will be $180 a piece, but we'll be there. Yes, get, t- 2025, yes, you can look out for us at PaizoCon UK. Do you realize how much? It doesn't cost that much to fly to London. No, of course I would love to do a show out there. I mean, we're going to hit every major city in the U.S. before we hit there, I'm sure. Oh, would you stop? I'm sorry. I'm being honest with them, Joe. They tune in for the honesty. <laughs> oh, they do. They do. That is true. Oh, yes. man, another question from... Uh, Bo Bakewell, fifteen. When are you coming to visit the UK? It's uh, a great question. I, you know, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's not a whole live show. Maybe we, uh, maybe we just send Skid to cause a bunch of trouble. Right, or just like mail Skid shorts. <laughs> Even that would would cost too much money. Here's Skid shorts. Uh, <laughs> can you guys have your live shows play a rerun twelve hours later? Well, El Chialde, uh, you know, if you subscribe to us on Twitch, you can see them uh, immediately right afterwards. Otherwise, like we did the other night, that's going to be on YouTube on Monday. When it comes to the live show that we're going to do in LA or the live show we're going to do after that and fill in the blank city, our goal is to stream those or record those in some way. We just don't know how it's going to work yet. We don't know what the nuts and bolts of that is going to be. But our plan is to have that. That stuff, uh, you know, accessible in some way. Is it always going to be available for audio? No. Is something uh, is some things only going to be available for video? Yep. Are some things only going to be available for audio? Yes. Are there some things that the only way you can consume it is to be there live? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. So you should just always travel to any show that we're doing um, to be safe. To be safe. Yeah, if you want to be safe. You should just travel around the world. <laughs> uh, the Suspicious Bulge asks, this is a great question. Now, I want everybody that's watching to, uh, be, I'm assuming that everybody here is caught up through episode 70. So if you're not, uh, mute us for a second here. The Suspicious Bulge asks a very interesting question. Le- leaving Trunau after conquering Red Lake Fork was, <laughs> Fort was one of the party, it was one of the party's goals to find someone capable of healing Galabras. Mm-hmm. With this in mind, two-part question. One, Joe, did you build a shaman with the idea of eventually getting greater restoration and healing Galabras? And Troy, does Feeble Mind on Galabras work per the rulebook in your world, or is it more story-driven? It seems at this point the party should be able to purchase healing for Galabras if you were to let that be a... Uh, a goal. I think it's a great question. I think no, I did not think about that when building forebears. I'm I'm really focusing on forebears story. I, 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 in terms of party makeup, I mean that factored into it in terms of class. But when I started making forebears, I was not thinking about from a character perspective how he would support uh, any other character. I was more so thinking about uh, creating a new. Uh, telling a new story uh, of a uh, of a Shoanti moving through uh, this world in a land that might be taken over by their age-old enemy of giants. So that was really my, my focus on that. That's the simple answer to that question. Troy, uh, Feeble Mind, is that more story-driven at this point, do you think, or is it something that you're just doing mechanically? All I'll say is, like, if and when Galabras dies, you'll know it. Hmm. That's all I can say about that. Oh. So he's just going to die, you're saying? Probably, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are so vicious. The last rogue asks, what is Gabrick's heart up to? I don't know. <laughs> but I don't think he's all, all that he puts himself out as. <laughs> Wait, uh, Lone Paul 80 asks, any plans to have cannon fodder on Stitcher? Isn't cannon fodder on Stitcher? Uh, <laughs> I don't, dude, I don't know. St- like, the way it works, you put it on iTunes, and then everybody else just picks it up. Oh. Yeah, that's basically That sounds how it incorrect. Works. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. Just, just use iTunes. No, <laughs> so you can't answer people with that. People don't have Apple I don't know. products. Man, these, but the problem is these other apps suck. 
that the people are like, hey, when's it going to hit Google iTunes, Google Tunes? It's it's not on Google Tunes because Google Tunes sucks. Oh, like we right. put the feed out there, and they're just supposed to pull the feed in. Sometimes they just don't pull the feed in because they're shitty. You, you have to iTunes gets it right. <laughs> oh man, you're going to have a lot of haters on that. Apple gets it right every time, huh, Troy? <laughs> they're the best company, Except right? The fact Troy? that I can no longer charge my phone because this thing went out after six months of use. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't get everything right. Yeah, they don't, they don't quite get everything right. Uh, I made a mistake here on my uh, screen, and I got rid of everything that has been said before 30 seconds ago. So feel free to repeat questions. It's impossible. I can see everything. Uh, <laughs> Troy, with your ties to Boston, this is from Spaduba. Ties to Boston and y'all being so close, do you foresee Boston as being a likely stop for GCP Live? Totally. Yeah, we're already talking about that. If we can coordinate a way to be out there during PAX East, maybe not even at PAX East, but at a place nearby during that weekend, totally. I mean, Skid and I went last year and just did a little meetup, and there were like 60 people that showed to the meetup. If we were doing a live show out there, I'm sure we could, uh, we could pack the place. So, yeah, stay tuned. Boston is a no-brainer. I also, lo- I also love going to Boston. Yeah. I love that city. It's this great and fun city to travel to and catch a game. I mean, definitely do it during the regular yeah. season and see a little... Uh, Fenway, it's just, it's just awesome. We've lucked out when usually PAX starts on like the first week of uh, Red Sox. Yeah, like if they have a home series, it's usually right around the time. When it happens last week of March, not so much, but uh, we will wait a week just to make sure the Sox are in time. Uh, Spaduba asks, is there any way that Twitch that a Twitch subscription can also go towards my Patreon subscription? I would love to donate to both, but if they can compound it, it would apply a lot more incentive to purchase both. Well, let me tell you something, Spaduba. <laughs> We've actually talked to Patreon about this. So Patreon yeah. is working on this, not for us, but they know it's a, uh, it's a suggestion that we have. Uh, they are, look, Patreon is, we're closer to Patreon than we've ever been. They, they talk to us a lot now because you guys have been so supportive on there and have uh, had our back for such a long period of time. They know we have a loyal uh, fan base and they know that we're doing something right. So they talk to us a lot, and we can offer a lot of suggestions. And they're still in a, very much in a growth phase, and they are growing fast. And right now, they are reaching out to partners, and they're trying to partner with other major companies, uh, one of which was uh, Streamlabs, right? So they, they don't have everything worked out with Twitch yet, but they have some little thing worked out with Streamlabs. So you can get like an alert on your Twitch when somebody pledges. The point is that uh, they're aware that this would be a good idea, and they're working on it. But man, I mean... I know pay grade's not exactly the right term, but man, is that way out of our league. That's not something that, once they have the ability to connect them, we would connect them. We would find a way to connect them. Yeah. Uh, but they know it's a concern for us. They also know that there's a lot of gamers on Patreon. So it's, it's a crossover that is going to be beneficial to them, and they're definitely going to be working on it. So good question, and uh, just know that it's, it's in their mind. Yeah. Uh, but they, they also have, you know, they're trying to make partners with a lot of global companies right now, and it's, it's a big... Uh, it's a long process. It doesn't yeah. happen overnight. They're connected to Discord. You know that? Like, there are a lot, some people, their Patreon uh, rewards are like a private Discord channel. And no, things like I that. didn't realize so, that. Oh, Actually, I did. Yeah, I did realize. I'm, I'm sure not sure how it only, works, though. Only a matter of time. And, like, we are very lucky now because, like Joe said, we do have their ear in a way that we never thought possible. So we can, uh, we're definitely, we've, we've already brought that up to them. <laughs> hey, Dungeon Admin 1 gifted a Tier 1 sub to Dice Knight 16. Thank you so girl. much, Dungeon, Dungeon Admin 1. What a funny name for Twitch. That's so great. Dungeon Admin 1. Jagavani uh, says, Podcast Attic doesn't suck. I bet it does, Jagavani. <laughs> Lone uh, Paul 80 says, The guys from Stitcher say that Troy can expect flat tires before weeks end. <laughs> Balrog of Boston says, Pocket Cast is pretty good. Nope. 
<laughs> wow. Just, wow. Just shitting on other just apps. Shitting on other apps for no reason. Um, dip, dip, dip. What else we got here? Great job, Joe. We can skip that. Uh, Dungeon Novice wants to know if there's any chance at seeing Howie in Doomsday Dawn. You know, I like having every every show be its own universe. That's my that's my jam. That is your jam. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't even like when jokes carry over from show to show because there are some people that might just listen to Androids and Aliens. So if somebody makes a joke that's like a recurring joke from another show, I usually edit it out because it just I, I don't want somebody to feel left out of an inside joke. Roroa three four one Roroa, if I'm pronouncing that right, is from Chile. Oh, or Chile in South America uh, and has been wanting to play Pathfinder since I started listening to the GCP. But here in Chile, there are no Paizo products. So I'm stuck with 5E. Okay. Aside from the language barrier, how would you address this problem? Should I adapt the system to Pathfinder or run an AP with 5E rules? Do you have any ideas? Don't do that. That's foolish. No, I think I, those are both great. No, no, great no. Ideas. Can't you get the PDFs? She's saying the translation. Ah, uh, the translation. Yeah. Well, you're fluent. <laughs> I'll write them. Yes. I'll write them. Uh, add that oh, man, to the list. That's tough. We're going to delay Emerald Spire for two years. While you work uh, on your... No, I, I think that... Um, no, I'd say that's a great question. That's tough. That's tough. Let, let me put the question to you another way. Okay. Is it better to try to convert 5e mechanics to Pathfinder mechanics? Or uh-huh. is it better... When you don't even have a Pathfinder rulebook. Right. Or is it better to run a translated AP uh, and use 5e mechanics to run it? Because you love Pathfinder, I do. You also love the APs. I do, I do. This is this talk about a Sophie's choice. Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, I think you have to move to the states. <laughs> Troy is always very good for an option C. Whenever I'm like, well, we could do this or we could do Sorry. this. He's like, well, why don't we just don't do anything? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we could. We could just not <laughs> do anything. My, that's my option. <laughs> uh, for a real option, Joe, you can tell them what uh, you think. Uh, I think you can convert uh, 5e to Pathfinder rules. Now, I think that on, on a grand scale, you're talking about what? Uh, now, I'm going to use 2e terms here, but you talk about downtime. You talk about crafting. About advanced mechanics here. I mean, I would just say wing that kind of stuff. But in combat, I think that using uh, the five E rules uh, and the, their terms and the ability scores and all that kind of thing, I think that you might be able to do it. Uh, I don't. Even as I'm saying that, I think that that might be impossible because if they are if they're allowing you to spend ability points in builds in different ways, if their modifiers don't work the same way, it's going to throw the whole system off. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean. You know, write to Paizo, by the way, consistently write to Paizo about yeah. this because they respond and they have a big uh, international presence. Nowhere near as big as D&D, but they want <laughs> to say nowhere near as big as us, but <laughs> <laughs> they're trying. They're trying. Uh, but they want to get out there. I mean, they want to get to these other d- distributing these other countries. But it, it also it doesn't have to do with Paizo wanting to do it. A lot of times it has to do with licensing laws and and international uh <laughs> tariffs i don't know do the do, 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 does congress sit around and they're like ah, we can't allow any more pathfinder pod- products into chile no I, I i think that they <laughs> you let them know though seriously because they're very responsive yeah. to their uh to their fan base and if you want something to come there and they hear enough people wanting that they're going to go out of their way to try to make that happen so that that's an option too but otherwise geez i mean i guess you just have to play 5e right troy like i say even though I, I mock other game systems relentlessly, uh, it's, you're better off playing than not playing. So yes. Do what you got to do. We want people playing because we want you to have as much fun as we're having. In that case, I think the easiest answer is adapt an AP. 
to yep. 5e. You might have to do a little work with the monster stat blocks and stuff like that, but for the most part, just feel it out as you go. I mean, we've talked about this on Cannon Fodder before. I adapted an entire level of Dark Souls to Pathfinder. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just took the monsters and I imagined what the what the percentage chances were of them hitting or how long it would take an ability to recharge, 1d4 rounds, or what, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of mechanics that are very intuitive and you can apply it to a totally different setting and uh, and in this case, you can apply 5e mechanics to Pathfinder. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, and regardless, like some people, if you like 5e, you like Pathfinder, some, everyone has their own opinions on that. Very, a lot of people believe that the APs are what make Paizo uh, so special. So I, I would do what Joe says. Uh, Pedronian says, hey, Troy, or not hey, Troy. I just threw that in there. <laughs> hey, Troy, uh, you look handsome today. Oh, thank you, Pedronian. That's not a question, Pedro. <laughs> All right, By the way, what's up, buddy? You are the man. Good buddy, good, Pedronian. Good, good to have you here. Any chance you would consider using fan graphic designs on your hats and shirts to expand your selection? Uh, believe it or not, when, I, I, now I pretty frequently, when I see fan art, uh, either on Instagram or uh, people just tweeting at us or sending it on Facebook, I've, I've reached out to a number of people uh, that I have hired now to do some work for us. You're going to see some art coming out uh, very soon with some new characters that uh, someone we found on social media. Uh, also, uh, an Instagram guy. We found um, some merch coming out pretty soon. So I can tell you, yeah. I'm, I'm the contracts guy. So I've been sending out contracts to listeners that have uh, made some stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's definitely possible. Yeah, I, I I'll be honest. I am uh, I probably say no to ninety nine things for every one thing that I say yes to. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say probably? I say no to ninety nine things and yes to one. But there's there's still a one percent chance. Uh, there's definitely not a one percent chance. Slightly lower than that. But uh, keep trying. <laughs> keep trying. That's what that's what will keep. Don't trying. take it hard if you don't hear back from us. <laughs> keep trying. Uh, uh, do you ever? Uh, who is this? Debrick Debrick Wookie. Uh, asks, do you ever play longer sessions and do the see you next week halfway through the session so you can release in two episodes? No. Never once. No. Nope. We have uh, had days that we have recorded. See you next week. And we stop and we come back after a break of like hours. Like when we went to uh, Skid's uh, retreat house. Mm. We did that because we had you know, 24 hours to do it. Uh, but for the most part, no. We don't record one episode a week. You know, but it, would t- it takes away from the uh, sort of excitement if we were to do multiple episodes. Um, uh, agreed. So... Oh, no. I mean, we already answered this. Gentlemen, men, any thoughts of doing crossover episodes? Granted, the timelines of APs match up, uh, et cetera. Uh, Troy doesn't really – he's not into that. He's not into mixing. I mean, we're, uh, we have done it uh, in our APs outside of the show. Uh, we've just kind of had things from other worlds transfer over. I think it's a really fun thing to do. I don't think you have any plans of doing it on the show, though. No, 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 no. Certainly not. Gentleman Mint says, do either of you have a favorite cl- – a true favorite class to play? <laughs> I'm going to kick back on this one. I mean, I could sit here. I'm going to shut, shut my iPad. There we go. Talk for the next hour Please about don't. classes in Pathfinder. I want to go see my son. Um, the short answer is no. I can't. I just can't. There are too, there are too many. There are too many options. But um, to put it as simply as possible and give you an answer, I will say that my favorite class from a base class standpoint to play my favorite style of play is rogue that's my favorite style of play i love sneaking i love being the first into a place and uh i love dealing damage that is precision damage i like dealing damage in situations that i can create uh i I enjoy 
Uh, yeah, I enjoy rogues. Now, that's not to say that, that there aren't things about rangers that I, I love so much that uh, mechanically speaking, I want to play them more than rogues, etc. But usually I lean on roguish mechanics in rangers and uh, even in fighters. Sometimes I'll, I'll be like, oh, if I want to build a fighter, I don't necessarily build a, a, you know, a huge sword and board. I'm usually I usually end up being like oh, with two weapon fighting and then use my feet, uh, my feet to be quicker and lighter and wear lighter armor and or or get the bonuses from being a fighter to have less penalty with heavier armor because I always want to be quicker. I want to move faster. I don't like being slow and lumbering and, and heavy, which is the only reason uh, Sir Will ever came out and was uh, uh, able to be played by me was because uh, he could be mounted and can move quickly and, and, and be small enough to have uh, bonuses to AC and stuff like that, which, which are always really important to me. Um, Inquisitor. <laughs> easy answer uh, i wasn't ready to look one up that's why you gotta talk more man well I, i'll tell you i i just enjoy a class that combines melee or ranged and magic and to me of all that i've played so far that does it the best i i also think my favorite class i haven't played yet i haven't played them all i've played probably versions of them while gming i've played you know uh, evil rogues or evil uh, summoners or something like that. I've never played a summoner, bad example. But like, I, I think that I, I'm really interested in playing a paladin. I think I'd really get a kick out of a paladin. But it uh, takes wizard, a while. you played a, not an evil aligned wizard, but a wizard that of dubious sort of moral standing. Yeah, in in when our old PFS games, wizard is another class I'll probably come back to. I, I think it's I think it's it might be the best class. I think it's the hardest to play, and it's a class that you really got to have patience with because early on it's you're just shooting your crossbow and throwing acid darts. Um, but like, yeah, I really would like to get into a high level play wizard, and I've never, I've never got there. But again, I I, I don't think I've, I've I've quite played enough classes to uh, to give a, a good answer. I uh, I had so much fun in Doomsday Dawn playing a rogue. I yeah, mean, that was so fun. That's your favorite class. It is. It's yeah. my favorite class. It's my favorite class. What are you going to be in the the next Doomsday Dawn adventure? Because it's brand new characters. It is brand new characters. Uh, I, I can tell you, I'm leaning towards Ranger mm. because I love Ranger, and uh, I obviously I played one for a long time in the GCP. I want to see two E mechanics for Ranger. I want to see what that looks like, what the options are. I haven't even opened, cracked the book on that class yet because we only had so much time to prep for Friday, and I just focused on that class and then focused on general game mechanics. I never even looked at a page of Ranger. So I'm excited to open that up and see that sweet black and white sketching of Harsk. It's like, ugh. so awesome. I'm excited to prep for a possibly 10-hour live stream. <laughs> This week has been so brutal. We're yeah. recording, recording, recording. Tomorrow, I have to wake up and edit episode 170. Tuesday, I have to wake up and edit Starfinder episode 21. Wednesday, I have to wake up and edit Ruins of Aslan 19. <laughs> and then Thursday, we record. Thursday, we record. <laughs> oh, man. Tough week. I like what the people old... say. When do, you, when do you think when do you guys think you can do this full time? I am doing it full time. <laughs> I'm just not getting money. You, you have that pleasure. You have that pleasure. Uh, Dr. Pat 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 asks, I am running Rise of the Rune Lords. My crew is getting ready to head to Magnamar. It's a huge city. How do you organize what the most important things are to prep for that city? 
Troy and I have utterly no experience in Magnamar. You have just sort of scratched the surface with Doomsday I went Dawn. there with my parents when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't been back since. I don't remember it. Uh, honestly, I think that I want to just point that out because I think that's a great question. We don't know uh, the mechanics of that city exactly. I think city, uh, city prep in general, uh, I love here, – here's a, 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 um, a little trick I used. Get your players, right? And uh, oh, I guess all your players are not from, not from Magnamar. Um, one thing that, that I think is not a bad idea is like get a gazetteer of, of Magnamar, right? Because I'm sure that they publish those. And then uh, print it out and then split out certain sections and give it to your players to share the prep. Because if it's just like the pharmacy, or the pharmacy, like the, the alchemist and the healing hospital and whatever, like you can, as long as it's spoiler free to a certain extent, you can share the load on that. And you can go to a certain uh, area of town and say, okay, so what's in this part of town? And a player can know. In some cases, it gives the player some impetus to drive the story in that direction because they're like, I want to go talk to this blah, 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 because it seems like a cool thing that would open up the story. I don't consider those to be spoilers, especially if you are overtaxed as a GM and you think that the players are going to have a worse experience because you had no time to prep the 40-odd locations they have in the uh, Magnamar Gazetteer. I think you can you can split that work out as long as you think it's not going to give away anything too important. Otherwise, ask that question again. Again, when we have Skid uh, on Cannon Fodder, which should hopefully be soon. We're, you saw on Friday night what we did with the cameras. We still have more work to do there, but we're going to start having people on uh, Cannon Fodder here soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just want to get the camera situation right. And, uh, and then you can <laughs> repeat that question then, and he might have a little bit more on it. Uh, Ajax Mailman, any chance of Dark Souls Ralph returning to the Twitch? Ooh. How fun would that be? <laughs> Joe and I joke about like if we were ever actually doing this full time here, nine to five or twelve to eight, whatever it would be. Like we would twelve have to, to three, twelve to three, maybe take a quick, <laughs> quick lunch, call it a day. Uh, <laughs> we would have to do more twitching, and the first thing I'd like to do is recreate, recreate Ralph in Dark Souls One and go through that. I've never had Come more in. fun. Come in. Water cooler. Just talk about what we watched last night. Right. Oh, uh, you watched yep. it, Joe. Yep. Nine forty-five. Get settled in. Ten a.m. Open fan go, mail. Go live. <laughs> <laughs> Ten a.m. Go live with a, a, a Twitch with Ralph. Right. The two of us. I never had more fun than we were just. You would just come over. Ugh. This was before you had Gwen. The good old you days. You would just come over and we would just Twitch and I played through the whole game to get platinum trophy and eventually you had you had Gwen during that run and and dropped out but you and Skid came over for the final episode. Ah, hmm. uh, those were the days. Uh, those were the days. Um, Selrerk. Kelrerk. Not sure how to pronounce your name. I'm sorry, but a great question. Any plans on expanding your bottle cap offerings? Patreon exclusive caps, caps for uh, sale on the website, uh, live exclusive caps, etc. I want to grow the cap trading game. Well, you're speaking my language. That is something that's been important to me for a long time. And I can tell you right now, another little announcement. We're going to have fresh new caps at the live LA show oh, that nobody shit. has seen yet. So fresh caps. Good question. Well-timed. Uh, I hadn't thought about announcing it, but yep, it is something that I am working on. And I do want to expand that market. It is something that I'm very interested in, in getting into because uh, I want to I see more of that cap trading. And uh, we're going to have all new caps live in L.A. I, I, we will have uh, exclusive caps in L.A. too, but they won't all be exclusive. You're just going to be the first ones to see some new designs that are hitting 
hitting the shelves. And then hopefully one day we will have them on the merch store. But for right now, we do want that to be something that is a special thank you to our patrons at Mm -hmm. the $15 tier because that is extremely generous and it is not something that we look at lightly and we want to have that be something that is uh, special for them. So we're keeping that there for right now. But we did sell them at GCP Live in New York, uh, our overstock of season one caps. And people loved it. They were buying them and trading them and looking at what they got. Like, crap, I already have these. I'll buy another one. So it was nice. Trading away all their lorks. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Anybody want this garbage? No, it has no value on the market. This is interesting because I've heard this before. Blissful212 says there have been some conspiracy theories on the subs about roles being faked because it sounds like the reactions are forced or things just worked out too perfectly. Would you happen to have a response to that? We heard somebody say this before. A couple people, right? Did we? Was it at a uh, Well, I'm not as at, I'm just not as up on the social media. No, but as someone are. said this to us to our face I in think. person. Yeah, or they were talking about like you know the people on the Discord are saying that. I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. I mean, you would you know how my style is, and I would never let them pull that shit. So no, this no, and we all. I mean, we we're so we're in such tight quarters. We're always rolling in front of each other. I mean, the idea that we're like, all right, stop, stop, stop. All right, I'm going to roll this. Let's pretend it was natural. <laughs> right, Everybody right. all go nuts. And uh, da, da, da. I mean, I am telling you, if you are pointing out a specific example, it's episode 19 of Androids and Aliens. And that is real. Like as real as real gets. Oh, yeah. I rolled a natural 20 saying that was the only thing I could roll to hit. And I rolled it. Then on exploding dice, I rolled a D10 and it was a zero. It was incredible yeah. it was an incredible moment and yeah for the most part no we don't do it uh, I for think, the most part 100% we don't no 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 100, 100%, <laughs> yeah, no, 100% we don't yeah. what I'm saying is uh, we don't um, we don't always have that kind of excitement and sometimes you will see it, there, there are times also when why would we have that many crap rolls like crap crap right. rolls over and over and over again it, ju- it just it drains the energy it kills the action you know but we play it that way we keep it going yeah. I, th- I think the reason people some people may think that is because we get so fired up when there are when the when the rolls happen to hit the perfect moment we react like we're watching game seven of the world series and so i can see if you're just listening to that audio must it might sound forced but nothing could be further from the truth and if you've been to live shows i think let's say we've had five live shows four of them you rolled a natural one on your first roll yep like you can't write it you can't He's write just it. just that terrible people crack up and they they love it they go nuts and then we also have those uh, spectacular spectacular roles i mean the live show which was never seen never heard the live show in uh, at gen con oh, with eric mona the final that final role the final role was to was for an incredible thing yeah. uh, against you as gm it was the final role of the game and, I rolled my and you rolled a natural one natural one. and a natural two uh, and uh and it would just the place went Ballistic. I mean, yeah. and, and our energy feeds into everybody else, and everybody else feeds back into us. And we have just gotten used to being a little bit more showy with what we do. Yeah. And so sometimes it's a little much. Sometimes I listen back, and I'm like, uh, you really kind of over, overdid it that time. But that's because we're putting on a show. It's not right, because we're right. faking die rolls. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, that's interesting. Now that you have a camera studio, would you consider having live games with cameras for the dice rolls like World Series of Poker showing the cards, says Sariax of Sigil. Wouldn't that be cool? Like you see your, uh, the cards in your hand, you just put it up to a mirror, like a camera. 
So you see, and the fans know that I rolled a natural 20. I'd be like, okay, what'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? <laughs> Not a 20. And everybody, meanwhile, the chat's going crazy. That would be fun. That, I think that'd be very, very hard to pull off. I have, no, I've seen that on some streams where the, uh, it's right over the dice tray. The dice cam. Yeah, there's a, there's a dice cam on each character. They roll it in there and see what they get. Oh, we got a little for the rose and the light going. For the rose and the light. I love it. It's been a long time. I give it the stop. stop, stop. <laughs> hey, we had over 200 people there on this. Uh, I'll that's, get out of here. That's a cannon fodder record. I wasn't even looking at the numbers. I was just focusing <laughs> on the questions. That's <laughs> the numbers. I think that's everything. No. Fallout. Yeah, the new Fallout. That'd be a great Twitch when that comes out. Uh-oh. GCP Gate says Gentleman Mint. Um, uh, Gentleman Mint says uh, Joe should try Swashbuckler if he hasn't. I've thought about it. Uh, it's just hard for me to wrap my head around. I just don't like it that <laughs> it's called Swashbuckler. Talk about a class that I have no interest in. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have interest in the way Panache works and the way uh, that certain elements of it are built, like Fighter and Rogue kind of. But I just like uh, the, the way they named it to me, it, it just it conjures up these. And the way they name some of the things, it's like you can only play it on a boat. So, you know, it, it, right. I think it needs a new name. I think that's what and it that's is. And that's not, I mean, you could just say, I'm a this, I'm a that, but. Uh, but I mean, obviously, they've thought a lot about this before they named yeah. and released what the class. What else would you name it? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, Panache guy. <laughs> that sounds fun, fun, fun. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. That sounds fun, fun, fun. That sounds fun. Like, I'm a Panache guy. I'm a third level Panache guy. I like that better than Swashbuckler. Uh, Drew, uh, Dungeon Admin 1 asks the new characters in the playtest question mark what are the chances of rotating a of a rotating GM chair for the playtest yeah not gonna happen not gonna happen but it was on the table <laughs> it was on it, the table it, it, there was a moment where uh, maybe in June ish uh, late May early June there was a moment when there was gonna be I was gonna GM one mm-hmm. and Skip was gonna GM one and uh, but then eventually we ended up uh, Troy ended up deciding that it would be it would be good to have a consistent sort of feel and vibe to the way the game is run. Yeah. And so we're, you know, we're going with one GM. And it really is because I want to, I, I like, I like GMing. I like kind of being in control. I know you do. Running things. Uh, it just, it just makes sense for me. That doesn't mean like as we continue to grow the video network that I'm going to be the only one sitting in that chair. Not at all. But for Doomsday Dawn, I'm actually glad I made this decision uh, beyond just uh, for superficial reasons because you would know the whole story if you were running it. Like the way – even though the characters don't always come back, it's a very consistent storyline. I think it would have ruined it uh, to have rotating jams. So Dungeon Admin 1 asked that question if I'm not mistaken, and he gifted a sub to Dice Knight 16 just just a little bit ago. A tier 1 sub to Dice Knight 16, which we had mentioned. And then Dice Knight writes in. He says, I have been with you guys from the start of your podcast. I have never involved myself with the community before now. And I never will again. And I never will again after seeing this garbage. Uh, I w- after hearing these garbage questions. No. I wish to thank you all for creating all of this fantastic content for us. Can you even grasp what kind of impact you are doing in some of our lives? Thank you. Thank you. That's really sweet. Thank you. That's a really nice question. And yes... We can grasp it. We know everything about it. No, no. Uh, it, it, that is a really, really nice comment and a great question. Uh, it, it is astounding to us day in and day out and has been for three years. I mean, we started this within the first two or three months. People were coming to us and telling us that we were doing something uh, that really spoke to them. And then, you know, within a year, there were people that were coming to us and just saying – 
such meaningful things that uh, that really uh, hit home for us about how uh, the show has been just exactly what they needed at the right time mm-hmm. or uh, exactly the kind of thing to bring their friends together or exactly the kind of thing to get them back in the hobby when they had given it up for a long time. And man, if that was not the juice to keep us going for such a long time and still is. I mean, it still gets us here. It still gets you epi- editing an episode every day of the week mm-hmm. and then recording another day after. Um, and make no mistake – I don't, I don't like wine fests, but editing an episode is not – it's not all uh, pomp and circumstance. Shoots and ladders. Yeah, it yeah. is uh, – it's a pain in the butt, and it's yeah. a lot of work, and it's a lot of detail, and um, it, it – uh, we, we put that time in specifically because of that. So thank you so much for bringing it up. I, I, I really appreciate and, and it. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. The amount of uh, messages we get from people who are going through, like, horrific things in their life who, uh, you know, who enjoy getting to – not think about that for a second. Just listen to our shows. I mean, that alone keeps us coming back week after week when sometimes we just don't feel like doing it. We're exhausted. Um, but, like, we, we, we have to. There's just no way around it. I mean, that's how I feel. Right. We have to. I don't care about Joe. Right. But it's about these people who, you know, we mean a lot to. And that's why we want to foster this community where it's more than just, like, putting on shows. It's, it's about, like, hanging out afterwards. I want mm-hmm. to put faces with names. I want to know who all these people are. But, you know, when I see Vicky Games, I've hung out with Vicky 20 times. Right. Like, I like that. I like that we get to know you guys on a personal level. As we continue to grow, that might not be feasible. But I think we'll, we'll do everything we can, no matter how big we grow, to always be as accessible as possible. So, uh, Troy, I'm going to throw this out to you. Disclaimer. Throw it out. I really am not interested in a smart-ass answer right out of the gate. I want you to think about it like a real question. I want you to give a real answer. All right. Okay. We're over 200 people. This one's from Nutbomb. You want me to give a serious answer to someone called Nutbomb? My friend Nutbomb. Go on. I already like this guy. Or girl. Great name. At the Glass Cannon. Hey, Troy, is there something you wish the players kept better track of or that you kept better track of? Stop it. Take that first thought, throw it out the window. Start with a new thought. Biting the Invisalign right out of my mouth. Think of an actual answer. What are things that you wish were better kept track of in this game or for you as a GM um, or that you wish we kept better track of? Besides, like, the rules of the game. Right, right, right. That would be be a great start. Right. Um, (laughs) What happened in the last episode? Little things like that. (laughs) For example, would be a good start. Um... It's so hard not to give a smart-ass answer I to know, this. I like, know. Uh, you know, I, I think you, di- you guys do a very good job of, um, of coming prepared for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't always remember exactly what happened the, the previous week. I guess if I had to give you one critique of things I'd like you to do better with – What's the specific question? Because I don't want to go off on a tangent. No. What is there something? Is there something you wish the players kept better track of, or that you wish you kept better track of? I think like this is just like a mechanical thing. But a lot of times, uh, when someone casts a spell that does a minus to someone's AC or a minus to reflex saves or a minus to this, like I've got so much going on back here. Uh, Lately, I've just been like, keep me honest on that. Because if you forget to remind me that I got a minus two to my attack, if I've already moved on and hit you, it just counts as a hit. So you want the players to keep track of the conditions they've put your monsters under. Yep. Yeah. That, that to me, that is like... Would the, be a huge help. Yeah. And that's like bare minimum of I think players should be doing that. I've seen at uh, when playing in PFSs at conventions, a lot of times somebody like, I, I cast Bless on the group, and they hand little sheets to everybody so everyone remembers that they have Bless on them. I think a similar thing should be done with the GM. Now, I, I don't need 50 papers back here, but just like... as all right, when I say, all right, now I'm going to go to act- attack you for Matthew to be like, don't forget it's a minus two, and he gets a plus to his AC. Great. If you don't say that, 
I'm at a point now because I've got so much going on. You don't get it. You don't get the bonus. You lose out on it. Okay. Fair enough. That's what I say. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm asking for so little, Joe. <laughs> So little. Well, I will say I wish we kept better track of loot. Uh, I think that that's hard to do when we're playing live and we have a, we have a lot going on and we don't we don't track that as well as we should. Um, so I wish we did that a, a little bit better. Otherwise, oh man, I had one and I lost it. We can move on to the next question, but I'm going to keep thinking about because there's something that I think that as as a game in general that we don't keep very good track of. Oh, what is it? There's so much you do bad. There's so much we do poorly. Yeah. In, t- in terms of tracking, but oh man, that is a that is a really good question though because I think every game has their their little foibles. Yeah. You know the things that they that they don't do uh, that they don't do quite as well. I'm going to keep thinking about it and, I, and we'll come back to it. Um, K. Rob asks. I just want to ask about the question I had last pod when my group messed up and uh, messed up the death and dying rules in Starfinder. You answered the question as if I died when I should have lived. It keeps. Updating the chat here. The exact opposite happened. Does that change your answer? So he lived instead of died. I'm of a mind that like once the session is wrapped or you've moved on, there is a, uh, what I say before, uh, it's the same thing, a uh, statue of limitations. Yeah. You moved on. Like this happened in Ruins of Aslan and we got a lot of uh, shit for it. Be like, you need to redo it. No, it, it, that's what happened. That when the session is the over, that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. I mean, I think I even cited Owen Casey Stevens then, too. He joined us at PaizoCon. We asked him this question in an interview. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that has a ton of game design experience, has written a ton for Paizo, has written in and played in games for hundreds of years. No, maybe a few decades, but still, lots and lots of experience. He was like, the problem with trying to change it is that the first thing is already in your memory, and you're never going to get rid of that. As much time as you try to go back to it and say that it's different, your gut, your instinct, your memory is going to see that moment only the first way it happened. And you're going to keep forgetting. You're going to keep forgetting that so-and-so did, wasn't supposed to do this or wasn't supposed to do that. You know, if you, uh, uh, Assuming you don't fix it right at the moment. Yeah. If you fix it right at the moment, sure. Sure. You, you, know, you see somebody's head get chopped off and they die. And then it's like, oh, no, that could never happen. For this reason, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, it didn't happen. Fine. But if you finish a game session, go home. A month later, you play another game. You're like, I was looking at this after what? That has had a month to sink in. Yeah. It's done. It's done. You're alive. <laughs> Enjoy your life. Enjoy. Live. Live. Live, damn it. <laughs> Live like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we're, we're rounding the... Uh Around the uh, the end here, we got two hundred. Oh my people. god! Yeah, it's it's already we're, we're already but getting we're, close uh, to wrapping we're up. Running out of the running out of the questiones. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to not spoil anything. I'm seeing some some doomsday dawn light spoilers in here. Uh, speaking of conspiracy theories, the pickles lover asks. The pickles lover. The pickles lover asks. Do you have a favorite fan conspiracy theory? I, where would I find that? Like on, on the like, subreddit? Yeah, like on the subreddit. So I feel like I've seen I've seen some in the past. Uh, Top of mind, like if I see a, a conspiracy, I'll never do it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if well, I, see I mean, I'm sure that I what they're like guessing is away. things that you already have in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, trying to think. Uh, uh, I wonder if there were any that were like you know proven to be false. Right? I can't remember it because we're going back a long way. Um, but there's a lot of great ones. I will say that uh, there are a lot of. Really awesome theories. But here's the other thing. I think there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that are being missed. I think people are missing a lot of things. Oh, yeah. A lot of small details. Um, make no mistake. There's a lot of things that, that I say, that Grant says, that Skid says. Uh, Matthew 2, I mean, 
I can't even say it. I don't want to say it because I have my own conspiracy theory about one of Matthew's characters, which I'm not going to bring up here because I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to blow up his spot. But we are all we all have deep character backstories that mm-hmm. we know a lot about and we hint to on occasion and don't talk about uh, because we want people to start picking up on these little clues. So I'm not saying go back, but I'm saying going forward, like pay attention to what people say, because usually it's not just coming out of nowhere. There, yeah. there are hints in there about what's really going on with, with some of these characters. Always the cleric says Pembroke as Brander was one of my favorite conspiracy theories and Buddha Day agrees. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great that's one. That's a yeah. perfect example. Thank you for answering yeah. that for us. That's that a perfect <laughs> example. You can, you can take my job. <laughs> uh, what's this? Heavy metal. Uh, Howie is the chosen one says just the bard. <laughs> uh, Joe, I have a clip of you rolling a one on your first combat roll for the Twitch stream. Am I able to post the clip? Uh, yes, 100%. You can <laughs> post my misery internet-wide and let everyone share. JZ1127 says, you're at the point you can hire someone, uh, some help to edit episodes. Uh, yes or no, the, the point is we can't really have someone else do it. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a control thing and part of a... T- tell me what the what the word is I'm looking for. It's certainly not a control thing. It's not control. You are a control freak, yes. and there is a lot about control that you have issues with. Yes. One one of them yes. is not editing, because no. editing is like you can't have someone else edit the Glass Cannon podcast. No. That isn't us. It, it's not possible. Like we, uh, unless it was literally one of you guys <laughs> that has been listening from the beginning is a professional editor and like. I mean, has to have multiple meetings with us until a point where, like, we know you completely get every nuance <laughs> of each of us and the show. Could you possibly edit an episode? Like, editing is, I mean, it, it's, it, it's like the epitome of telling the story. Yeah. So it is, it's so sensitive because you, you're deciding what jokes get in and what gets cut out. Jokes. You, you know, and... deciding what moments of the story stay in or, or, or get cut out. Uh, I mean, it's so... You can't leave it in the hands of somebody just because they're a good editor. You know what I mean? They have to know the whole feel and nuance of, of, our, of our show. Yeah. The horse boy says, is everyone at it? It's just Joe and I uh, edit the shows. And um, like I won't even let the other guys edit it. It's just, it's just a matter of like if I had someone else editing it, I'd be spending as much time just going over the episodes. And like where I don't re-listen to the episodes, I don't listen to the shows anymore that I don't edit because there's just too many shows. So I haven't listened to the podcast uh, that I haven't edited in, in probably about six or seven months. Um, but like we talk about it. You know, when I know Joe's editing episode, I just immediately after the episode, I'm like, cut this, cut this, cut this. Make sure that you blah, 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 this. And we, we just have a shorthand with each other that works. If I was having someone else do it, it would, I would spend just as amount of time going over them how to edit it. I might as well just edit it myself. Right. And, and how about the amount of times that you and I behind the scenes have had serious <laughs> debates and arguments <laughs> right. over an edit? Yeah. Over what gets in and what gets out. Um, because we even we haven't seen eye to eye sometimes. And there's a lot of push and shove in, in that area. Mm-hmm. It's a highly sensitive, creative aspect of the show that has to be managed very carefully. Yeah, it's not just labor. Like we can just let's just add that labor cost in. It's it's like you said, it's sensitive. Right. It would be like having. Can you pay someone to occasionally GM the show? <laughs> right. You know, it, it very, to me, it, it's no different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has that sort of level of, of complexity. Um, would you consider multi-class for higher level play in the play test? Vicky Games asks. Vicky, always with the good questions in terms of the uh, complicated mechanics of Pathfinder. I'm, I'm sure you're exploring all of these things. Uh, I, I'm not sure if we're going to. I, I think I will 
probably because that section is great. I like getting into that section of how multiclassing works, I think is really interesting. Um, what is it called? Oh, tell, just tell me on the chat, Vicky. I can't remember. It's called uh, uh, there's certain there's a name for like the feat that you have to take. That's the first step into uh, what is now the new version of multiclassing. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, it's like a feat that you take that gives you. It's like focus. I think it's like fighter focus or huh. uh, it's something like that. And then it opens up the ability to take feats in that other class. Oh, I know. See, I haven't read anything about character creation. I'm just reading like the other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there's a uh, oh dedication. That's dedication. it. Spy word said a dedication. Fighter dedication. That's right. Cool. So you take a dedication. You can take wizard dedication. As That's you could cool. be a fighter at fifth level. You take, but you have to have a certain amount of ranks in one particular skill or you have to uh, not ranks is you have to be like an expert in a certain skill in order to be able to take it uh, so I'm sure as like you know a fighter you have to have a certain intelligence and a certain amount in whatever right. to be able to take wizard dedication uh, it's just it's it's really a neat concept and I'm uh, I think I would try it out, but uh, you know I'm not guaranteeing anything. But I think that I would. Not sure. making any promises. I may be not making any promises. So we're going to wrap this stream up in the next couple minutes, okay? Because uh, uh, it's 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 time. It's, it's time, time to, to go. It but I'm having the, so much fun. The questions are, are thinning out. It's uh, it's it's time. So get these last questions in because in five minutes we're calling it. <laughs> uh, Sarlaxo Sigil Yeah let's uh, Let's get him in quick Sarlaxo Sigil, uh, Sigil asks I was impressed With how smoothly The Doomsday Dawn uh, Twitch went Since you obviously Couldn't edit it Is that quality Also reflective Of how podcasts Normally go As it was uh, Was it heavy prep Or just good luck uh, No that is 100% The way podcasts go mm-hmm. um, So don't get me wrong There are edits That are a breeze Like we have edits Sometimes that are very easy um, role-playing apps yeah role-playing <laughs> role-playing apps are usually very easy it's yeah. usually when you get into uh i was telling troy uh, not that long ago that uh, i was reliving uh, uh editing episode 10 of androids and aliens the starship combat episode Oof. was brutal it was probably six to eight hours of work to edit that episode because we were looking at rules so much while we were playing it um the Doomsday Dawn, I think, went incredibly smoothly, but things that were in there would have been edited out. But we were also making a show of covering each other. Mm-hmm. So when somebody didn't know what their initiative was or was looking up a rule, somebody else was like, you know, talking about the beer they were drinking or uh, interacting in a, in, a, in a different way. That doesn't need to happen on the podcast. So that stuff usually gets cut out. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, I mean, that's kind of how our game sessions go. Yeah. We, we were playing it up a little bit for, for you know, the, the live audience, but. That's pretty. That's pretty close. Yeah, and it's it's it has a lot to do with the prep. Not to toot my own horn, but like if I, if I wasn't as well prepped, there'd be a lot more. Uh, hold on a second. Like I was going over that story in my head every single day uh, in leading up to it, so yeah. I just knew the story inside and out. And I'll oh, do yeah. the same thing with part two. Oh yeah. Also, make no mistake. Like Troy is not magical. Like when when we're playing uh, a sandbox adventure, and he says, and we say we want to go over here. Uh, we cut out 25 minutes of dead air as yeah. we step away from the table. He draws a map. He rereads that part. You know, then we come back to the table and play. And it sounds like he was like, okay, uh, roll a check on oh, the door. Yeah. I you know, the- as if he had everything prepped and memorized. <laughs> like, yeah. no, that not fight at all. The map's the- all ready to go for every encounter. Uh, that fight in the brewery, for example, I think you guys were oh, like, yeah. we're going to the brewery. And you like, were like, you're going to the brewery Great. now? Uh, <laughs> and then I'll go like this. I'll be silent. I'll be like, go 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 away yep. <laughs> no let's sit there read exactly it, draw the map <laughs> we'll, we'll get some air and get some and air and hang out a little back bit in. now i don't have that option when we go live but uh yeah but the yeah. other thing is like a lot of times it's rules it's, it's little rule lookups uh during the twitch we were able to ask you guys yeah 
And that was really fun. Is it this or is it this? You know, we're going to move on for the moment, but let us know. And they're like, no, it's this. All right. Well, we corrected it and moved on. Right. So uh, that was really helpful, too. And that was something that would normally be cut out that, that was not in, in this case. Um, all right. Let's finish it up with this one. Maligny1922 asks, can you bring your baby as a guest on the next Twitch stream? <laughs> can you bring uh, your baby? My baby. On the next Twitch stream? Well, you know. I don't know. I think I could get my kid, uh, my two-year-old, on a Twitch stream at some point. It would just be for a brief hello, because otherwise she would be awful and really, <laughs> really annoy everybody. But uh, no, but it, it uh, she's so cute. I just want to share her with everyone. Well, I'm, um, I'm having a fantasy football draft here next Sunday, and I think my wife's going to bring the baby by to say hi to everybody. To see all those dirty dudes. Um, they're, they're not allowed to touch him. <laughs> Look at my baby. All right, honey. See you later. Um, but maybe some point. Keep him in a mosquito net <laughs> while he's inside the room. In a bubble. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe at some point. Maybe at some point. Joe and I have already joked about like when we're able to do this full time, they'll just be packing plays all over the place. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We'll be bringing the kids to work. Uh, all right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for us. I don't think, I mean, could we even, could we possibly even have any more announcements? There's Whew. nothing left. We, a, we, a wild, we a wi- set them all. A wild month of announcements. I hope that this gave you guys some insight into our brains and what we've been working on and thinking about over the last month, uh, not only just in terms of the content of the shows, but in terms of our plans for the fall uh, and into 2019 when you're talking about live shows, uh, this excitement of Strange Eons. I hope you guys are on board and, and with us. And as always, uh, write into us at glasscannonpodcast.gmail.com with your thoughts. And uh, we, you know, we read all those emails. We read all those emails. It's harder to respond these days uh, to all of them. Skid does a really great job uh, of that when, when he can. Um, but we do, those suggestions get through, and we do think about a lot of that stuff. So hearing from you guys is important. And obviously, uh, supporting us on Twitch has been huge. Friday night, uh, as we told you, we got crossed over into that. Uh, not, we didn't actually cross over, but we got the option to apply for partner status on Twitch, which I'm sure it's just a matter of time. And then we're there, and that's because of you guys. So keep supporting us when you can be here live. Even if you can't, uh, just try to like put it on live on some device and keep it to the side uh all those numbers really help us build that uh twitch following that can uh just kind of launch us into the next uh hemisphere where we're trying to get yeah so here's what you gotta do you gotta you gotta pre-order a maple syrup t-shirt first of all you don't want to be the only here's your idiot here's your to-do list after tonight, right. today's episode. Go pre-order a t-shirt. They're not going to be around forever. You need to get one. Uh, number two, you got to come to L.A. if you want to see us begin Strange Aeons live. Number three, uh, you know, we're, we, that $35,000 goal, we're not too, too far away from it. It would be crazy if we hit it really fast. I don't think that's going to happen. But as of right now, my, my intention is to launch this this Twitch, this long, juicy Twitch, before we get there, if we're not little there. Freebie, just little freebie. Just to show you guys, just because I'm taste. so excited. I'm so excited. I want to share it with you. Uh, but to make it a regular thing, we got to kind of start getting in that range. The Emerald Spire, a $35,000 goal. Joe will run it with the disorganized play characters. We'll kick them back down to first level. Uh, and uh, we just got a lot going on. Thank you guys for keep. Uh, keeping us going because uh, we are running on fumes. <laughs> it is always a pleasure to see you guys. Thank you for being with us today, and uh, we will see you uh, in oh, hell. <laughs> see you in hell.